This is the Adirondack Books and Beyond podcast. Here we go. Oh, what a hog! Take him, Corey. Got a boy. We'll get this thing rolling. We'll yeah, jump in yeah, what we're absolutely. Sure. Talk yeah. about. You wanted to start on the podcasting, right? Or just well, we already kind of talked about that, but the po- I'm sorry, the podcast. Where are you gonna the podcast? Him, Zach's podcast. Well, no, I if you're good with it, man. Like we didn't. I kept looking out for you all season, and there wasn't really any any updates. And so, how did your season go? Oh, it was good, man. Um, I saw three bucks in the Green Mountains um, that I passed on. Um, I never had any cracks at any big bucks yep. in, in Vermont this year. But um, I didn't have a lot of time to hunt, which is, you know, it is what it is. Crucial in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, crucial in the mountains. Uh, the good snow and the time that I had off didn't really line up yep. sure. um, as good as I would want it to. So, you know, but I did see some bucks, so yeah. I, can't, I can't really complain. If I was to complain, I'd be contradicting myself, right? Cause right. I, I passed three of them. Right. So. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I kept I kept waiting on Facebook. I'm like, where's Isaacs? Where's Isaacs? I know he's going to kill one. And then, like, you, the season kept going on. You didn't kill one. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, like, you're a killer, dude. You're an yeah. absolute killer. You kill deer year in and year out. I'm like, that just goes to show how hard it is to hunt where all of us hunt, like, in these mountains, dude. Like, yeah. some years you're not – I mean, look at how blood – how blood's gone years without – killing deer and he's you know the godfather of tracking basically right. it's, it's it's crazy did you follow any big ones uh in vermont let me think back not nothing really stands out i mean i did get on one really good track in the greens actually now that i think about it but it, it was really close to posted property okay and um i couldn't really follow it yeah much. you know i see that a lot nowadays a lot of big ones just hang near those yellow signs when you're saying the greens you mean like up in the spruce oh no green mountains Sorry. oh green mountain yeah, okay. yeah i call okay. them the greens. I, yeah. I don't know the vermont lingo yeah yet, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah the green mountain national forest and looking back on my season um i was way too stubborn about trying to kill a, a, a big buck in vermont mm-hmm. because it's been a couple of years since i've killed a good one in vermont and yep. i like take a lot of pride in it because it's it's pretty tough oh, yeah. and i should have spent more time in new hampshire because i i knew of some really really big ones in new hampshire but i was dead set on killing a good one in vermont because it's you know closest to home mm-hmm. and then branching out from there which yep. next year i don't think i'm gonna do that yeah do you do you primarily like do you usually start in Vermont and then f- try filling a tag there and go somewhere else, or are you usually in New Hampshire? How how do you usually? Yeah, so usually, I I'm, I've I've been on such limited time these last few years, I just kind of go where the snow is. Mm-hmm. But this year, I really had it in my head that I wanted to kill a big one in Vermont, and um, you know, I ended up actually locating uh, a really big Vermont buck towards the end of the season. You know, uh, working up towards mm-hmm. that 150 inch mark. Really? So, yeah, I've only hunted a handful uh, in Vermont that big, so yeah, it's pretty cool to have located. Seems like they never grow brow tines over in Vermont. Yeah, it's funny you say <laughs> that. He's got short brows. Does he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've I've hunted some big brow bucks in Vermont. Oh yeah, yeah. I just feel like every time I see a picture on social media, like I've never killed a buck in Vermont, but every time I see one on Facebook or whatever, it never has brow tines on it. And I'm yeah, like, man. what's going on over there? What's yeah, going that's on? That soil. Yeah, we have, we have crappy soil. I mean, that's the only thing I can think because. You go across the Connecticut River and there's giants. I've heard you I've heard you talk about this and it was 
interesting. Like I just I can't really wrap my head around it. Like you jump across the river and you guys say it's a soil, right? You I think so. Think? I mean, some people will disagree, but yeah. I mean, another theory that I've had um, is the Green Mountains are a lot older than the Whites, mm-hmm. and I believe they're actually quite a bit older than the Adirondacks. Are so, they? Yeah. So I mean. It would only make sense. Yeah, the Green Mountains are like 400 million years old, which is oh my God. pretty old for this area. <laughs> it's old. It's almost like a glacier came down and just missed the where the Green Mountains are and just kind of like went around it and <laughs> tore sure. up the other stuff. So in my mind, antlers on a deer's head are directly re- related to what's in the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, so if the ground has been depleted of nutrients for let's say another 200 million more years. Right, right. right. It would only make sense that the antlers. When, when was the last time that they cut in Vermont? Well, cut the national forest. Yeah. They're starting to cut it a little bit here and there. But Are they? Yeah. I know uh, around my area, a lot of the bigger national forest pieces, a lot of the oak was just completely slaughtered mm-hmm. in the early 1900s, yep. late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's actually an area, I'm not going to say a name of it <laughs> or anything, but there's an area where you can literally see a mountain of sawdust from the late 1800s, as big as a two-story house, and it's just red. It's still red from all really? the red oak. Oh, yeah. Right on a big and it river. Never, how, I don't understand. How did it never like, get washed away? Or No, I mean, it was just so much sawdust. They had this huge... And and some people listening to this might know what I'm talking about. Right. So it was just a huge logging operation. It's fairly deep, too. It's like two miles in the woods. Yeah. And you can still go and see it. Just a massive – and there's no oak to be found anywhere around there. And and a lot of the old-timers around the area have always told me and and everybody, don't climb on the sawdust pile because – it like erodes from the inside out. Sure, it's got like caverns oh, in it. Fall down into that. And thing. it's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's the size of this house. It's huge. Unreal. What the hell? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, really strange. Never heard of that ever. I mean, just speaking about antlers, though, somebody who shall remain nameless, but but we love him, and and we understood what he meant when he said this. But he he it was pretty recent during deer season. He's like, you guys just work so hard for such little bucks, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to us they're not little though. And he was just really speaking about body size but mostly the antler size and it's like i mean to us a 110 inch buck on the track is a freaking slammer man oh, i mean yeah. and, and yeah and anything bigger is awesome too but yeah we don't see it that way because that's what we've grown up hunting you know yeah but i mean then again in the adirondacks like they do get and i in vermont and oh yeah anywhere in the big woods they mm-hmm. there's bucks out there that are absolute giants yeah. no matter what and i mean it just seems like they no matter where they are they always end up getting some of those but yeah yeah no doubt about no doubt about it that's just how it goes there's big bucks to be had everywhere oh yeah know, but if you look hard enough you'll find one yeah i mean like in vermont the record book like requirement is 110 inches gross which for for the vermont just the baseline club. just the oh baseline. oh for the trophy yeah. club gotcha and i yeah, want to I mean, say you know we don't shoot like more, I wouldn't say, I don't know the exact numbers, but I'd say any more than like 50 or 60, 110 inch deer in the whole state. Really? Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to get on a big yeah, buck. Yeah, that's oh, rough dude, going. Absolutely. Like there's, I mean, if I see, if I see those in the Adirondacks, they jump up out of their bed oh, yeah. and I haven't seen a deer in, yep. I don't know, two weeks, three mm-hmm. weeks, like. There's probably going to be some bullets flying yeah. when they jump oh, up yeah, out of their yeah, bed. Yeah. A lot of times the trophy is, is more on the hunt for us than it always is about yeah. the ants. Oh, yeah. You right. could have worked way harder for a deer like that than you did, you know, on a 140-inch buck on a bean. Yeah, field. absolutely. 
Absolutely. Do you hunt? Do you hunt like farm country and stuff ever, or are you like strictly up in the mountains? I mean, so where I live, um, there's some farms around and mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of them have gone out as of recently, which is kind of sad. Like the, after COVID and yeah, stuff. You know. No, actually, it was it was before that, but just I think it's something to do with milk prices. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the yep. small little small dairy farms can't survive. Yeah, anymore. we had a bunch of dairy farms around here too. Go go and, under, and that's what my area in vermont was yeah let's say 20 years ago it's mm-hmm. just you know 100 milkers here 100 milkers here <clears throat> just all these like 100 cow farms yeah. and yeah. um they've all unfortunately gone under but yeah i mean i hunt around some ag and stuff definitely bow hunting yeah uh, i hunt around my house and stuff but then when it when it comes to rifle or muzzleloader season i mm-hmm. am pretty much in the mountains yeah i actually saw that video that you posted i don't know i think it was a couple of years ago it was pretty wild of you guys you guys were like bare ground tracking basically with the bows and your oh, buddy yeah. ended up shooting one yep yep uh, dude i've never seen anything like that ever oh yeah that was that old was... nate nate Corey. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was insane that was a nice buck too. yeah he's a unit so he ended up he hit that deer in the hawk on the back leg yeah so he was walking he just got down from his tree stand he was walking and this buck jumps up and he he draws back and he shoots and it hits some brush yeah that's all it's all we can think it was kind of like uh rose bushes or type deal Mm -hmm. and he hit that deer in the hawk and we followed it for like three and a half miles with like spec here spec there you know and then it would open up every once in a while when we get it in some steeper stuff but yeah we basically dude there's so much that could go wrong doing it with a bow up like that is so hard to do yeah so we ran that deer out of blood for sure oh yeah that's how we got him probably chase him till he didn't want to run anymore that's i would would imagine yeah it's exactly right down yeah i mean exactly that's exactly what we did and we ran him down into there's this brook and i mean you know this is a part of hunting but uh we ran him out of blood. Like he was down in that brook, and I've heard a lot of people say that if you if you run a deer out of blood, they'll go to water mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. they can yeah. like replenish, right. kind of. Yeah. At I least mean, in their mind, yeah. they can. Yeah, and yeah. They, yeah, it probably that's that's what their body and needs it's downhill. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's what their body needs. But yeah, no, we yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, have have you shot a buck with your bow up in the mountains? So I've only gotten one in the mountains. I've only killed two bucks with my bow. Yeah. I've killed a, a smaller buck around my house, um, you know, in kind of the farm country, like uh, smaller mountains. And then I got one up in the mountains, though. Did you? Yep. A I lot did. of sitting? or what No, was I was actually walking into an area that I was sitting on the ground. Uh, there was a bunch of green rubs, like right in the beginning of deer or mm-hmm. bow season. And uh, I was walking in. And I was, we had to go through this like big cocktail alder swamp type mm-hmm. deal. And I'm walking through it and my buddy was in front of me and he's walking along. And it's a funny story too, because he actually, he was, he was complaining that I was walking too fast. Yeah. So I was like, all right, dude, you set the pace. Yeah. I'll go behind you. <laughs> so, so he gets in front of me and, and I'm just, you know, walking behind him and I look to my left and I see this buck in some brush and he's just watching us walk by him. <laughs> so my buddy in front of me, he's just still walking. So I just grab an arrow out of my quiver. At that point, I had a quiver that was on my back. Yeah. This was a few years ago. And I pull the arrow out <laughs> of my bow and, and I, I knock it. And as I'm walking, I'm like, hey, like to my buddy. And he turns around and I draw back, thump, shoot the deer. And I got it. it was Good one. Shit. Yeah, a decent little seven pointer. Nice. Dude. Awesome, yeah. dude. <laughs> that I mean, happen any, every day. any buck with your bow up there. That's, that's like a awesome. 90 incher. You know, it was no Hell giant. Yeah, but oh, that's plenty. Hell yeah. But that was my only. So he, when you were walking by, he just stood up and was 
letting you guys walk by him, basically? Yeah, so is that what you... I don't think he ever stood up. I think he was standing there. Yeah. Oh, he was so just, he was just cruising down through there and saw you guys and was yeah. like, what the hell is that? Yeah, I think they do it a lot. More say it happens more think. than we probably realize. Yeah, He's yeah. Actually, right in one of our last podcasts, we just talked about... I don't know if you see this. And I mean, it'll be interesting to talk to you about this because you hunt, I mean, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Adirondacks. What we've seen a lot is deer bedding directly off of hiking trails. Do yeah. you see that? In other places you go or anywhere? I mean, I know on snow, like in the mountains, it seems like, I mean, I've seen them bed right down in a hiking trail, right, right. in the middle of it. Right. It seems like they kind of disregard the hiking trails in the areas that I've hunted. Mm-hmm. Now, I can see what you're saying, though, in like a more heavily pressured area or something. Well, just it's like, like keeping tabs on the people. 100%. Yeah, like in the yeah. Adirondacks, especially like okay, the, yeah. the high traffic hiking areas. Gotcha. I mean, we hunt a lot of those areas and- we're constantly finding bucks bedded right off the trail monitoring and the people. Yeah. And I, this is a third podcast and I brought it up now, but that this one buck that we have is a, he's a giant Yep, and he beds right off the hiking trail. I mean, Corey ran up on, ran up on him, I think hundred yards and saw him this year. Wow. And he, he's just right there. So I was just interested to see like, if you've seen that other places that you've gone to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I've definitely seen it and I think, like you said, high traffic area. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of big bucks have figured out that they're safe near those high traffic areas. Absolutely. They're safe next to bike trails. They're safe next to houses. Mm-hmm. They're safe next to whatever. Right. You know, they've sure. they've figured it out for you, sure. Yeah, Corey and I got in the conversation like a while back, and we were like, it's crazy. We feel like deer over the years have just like evolved to oh, yeah. be want to be around houses and want to be around where the people are, no matter where they are. Like just yeah. specific properties we hunted, we see it more and more like there's deer just in these people's yards all the time. Yep. And that's where they're bedding too, right in their backyard because they know they're not going to get me here. It's like a completely overlooked spot. Yeah. I mean, that's probably more in a suburban type setting, which they certainly Yeah, I'm do. talking, I'm not talking the mountains. I'm yeah. talking, I should have said like farm country. Like I've that. seen it in the mountains right. though too. Yeah. I really have like. Big, huge, 50,000-acre chunk of wilderness. <laughs> and you got some there. mansions, you know, yeah. abutting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the biggest bucks are down in the mansions. Right. Yeah. I, I tracked a buck last season. I mean, the same deal. I mean, it's – I don't know how many acres is that piece, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely over 50,000 acres. Yep. And I'm tracking it, and there's all these camps and these big, beautiful houses around this lake. And the buck, all I had to do is go the other way. And we had everywhere. I had all day to go catch up with him. But instead, he goes down and goes right yeah, on the public. Well, and I see him stand in someone's backyard. I'm like, what am I going to do about well, that? Because they, they know there's food <laughs> they there. Know, yeah. And they safe. Food. And then I think a lot of times, too, I think it has a lot to do with predators. Really? Because, yeah, like coyotes. Because yeah, sure. I don't think coyotes like to be around people at all. Like, yeah, like yeah, no, they definitely don't. You I mean. know what I mean? Like, you don't usually see coyotes, like, mixing in around houses especially in like a, a rural area right mm-hmm. right it seems mm-hmm. like a lot of people just shoot them sure yeah oh definitely <laughs> no yeah I think definitely figure it that out. definitely could be the case as well i've lived out in the country for the last year now and i get deer tracks in my yard all the time i never see dog tracks but i hear coyotes almost every night yeah but they're, they're yeah, off i guess it is funny yeah they don't they yeah i think you know and especially too when when does are having fawns in the spring they really like to tuck up to a house. Oh, know, yeah, yeah definitely. backyard. Sure. I really think that's for predators. Yep. So, oh, kitty cat. Hi, oh, kitty cat. Christ. That's all right. Uh, that's on video. I yeah. got a cat. That's all right. <laughs> Making all her right. appearance. So, um, obviously, like we, we talked about 
before we started the podcast, I mean, tell us about how you make your way up into the Adirondacks. Like, how long ago did you start hunting up here? What brought you over across the border? Uh, well, I live pretty close to the border. You sure so, do, yeah. Yeah, I've always kind of, I've always liked hunting over here. We so. accept you, brother. You're yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Knock I her right off there. Just push her right <laughs> no, off there if good, you want. Man, she's good. Um, I think it was 2016 or 2017 was the first year I came over to the Adirondacks and started hunting. And, uh, there's a few years after that, that I didn't come back. But that first year I came over, um, I hunted in the high peaks okay. region okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I had a lot of fun over there. Um, I passed on two or three bucks that year and I messed up on a pretty good one. It was hard hunting too. Up that's some the, crazy, crazy country up there. And that's why yeah. I was kind of drawn to it because, yeah. you know, I hunt a lot of crazy stuff in Vermont. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people wouldn't think of southern vermont having big huge crazy mountains but we do you know (laughs) in some spots we do and you know that's why i was kind of drawn to the high peaks and there's some good bucks up there for sure yeah absolutely um, i mean people say i mean i don't know because i've never hunted up there but they say that's where most of 200 pounders come from yeah that are in the adirondacks yeah i yeah that's where the real heavy ones come from i think yeah Yeah, and i mean you got to imagine that a good portion of those bucks up there are just completely unpressured Oh, yeah. Because no, no one's yeah. – I mean, I, I'll i say it for myself. Like, I don't want to go hike those most of the time. I'm yeah, sure I no. will at some point. But, yeah. like, on a daily basis, like, I don't want to go do that. Yeah, <laughs> That's no. insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's some wicked country. I have, I have a funny story about the high peaks. That first year I was hunting over here, I came with a couple buddies uh, the first day we hunted it. And it was bare ground. I think it was the first day of rifle, so it was mm-hmm. October. And uh, we didn't see anything. And we, we ended up hunting Vermont and whatever. And then we got some snow. I ended up killing a buck in Vermont. And I was like, hey, guys, you want to go back over to the high peaks? And yeah. they didn't really want to come back over. You know, they were still trying to fill the Vermont tag. Uh-huh. So at the time, I had this little white Mazda car that my <laughs> – Oh, God. Yeah, my grandmother <laughs> – This is going to be a good story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my grandmother – it was my grandmother's car. And then I don't know if you guys remember like seven years ago or something. We had a huge hailstorm. Yeah, yeah. It, sure. like, ruined, like, a ton of cars and stuff. Oh, do you remember yeah, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do okay, remember so that. so she yeah, had yeah. this little white Mazda, and it was just all dinged up with these dents from the hail. <laughs> so the insurance company totaled it, and they were, they were going to give her, like, the dealership or whatever. They were going to give her, like, 200 bucks for it. So my grandma was like, do you want this car? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So me and my buddies called it the Flying Golf Ball because it had all these, like, <laughs> right, dimples. The and, yeah, the dents, and it, it was white, and I just – beat the piss out of that oh thing. dude those are the best cars that's yeah. why i got i got a little honda civic right now and i, I mean, just beat the crap you can't beat them dude and i by myself used to pound that thing up into the high peaks that's crazy like was it all-wheel drive oh no, no front wheel drive oh hell yeah and i you know poor boy slicks on it and everything <laughs> like just doing some crazy yeah. stuff i honestly don't that know is, how you made it man i wish i filmed that stuff because yeah, it would have been absolutely really, dude really sweet stuff yeah dude actually and we've talked a lot about this too do you have like one of the in reaches oh dude you got to get one of those uh, for like oh man i like, know i feel like i feel like he's a pretty good woodsman i don't know no i'm not saying that i'm yeah, saying yeah, like yeah. In, in a situation like you're saying wow, bringing that true. car up there like Dude, you can get stuck in some crazy places up there, and there could be some crazy things that happen. I know, and this might be wrong for me to say, but this is my this is my belief, though. It's like part of the fun for me. Okay. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's like uh, it's like almost like an adrenaline type kind, thing, kind like. of. And like when I go out and you know hunt those big pieces and that don't have any cell phone service, 
yeah. I feel like I'm a little bit more connected to the old boys back in the day. Like, sure, hundred yeah, percent. I heard you and Zach talking yeah. about that on the and that's a hundred percent true, dude. I mean, we're <laughs> our our generation and world of hunting is nowhere near what they were back in the day, and it's right. insane to think that you know we have all these maps and mm-hmm. and all these ways of communicating with each other, and they had nothing, dude. That's they the, had nothing. That's the thing, and like, I, I still try to practice it to this day. Where when I go tracking in the mountains. A lot of days I don't take anything. Like I just have a knife and my GoPro, some batteries. Really? Yeah, that's I don't have a pack. I don't I was I gonna go. say I have like a rope in my pocket and I just go. From from your videos, like you could tell you have very good woodman skills. Yeah. So that's very Appreciate interesting. It. Like that yeah, no problem. It's very interesting that you say like you go in there without it because most I know again, I don't like I go into my phone every time I'm looking on maps because my yeah. woodman skills aren't. Well, anywhere. I have I have my phone, but I'm just saying like I don't have like a bunch of gear on me. Right. I, mean, I don't have a pack usually. I'm just carrying what I can put in my pockets. Right. You carry, do you carry like lighters and like all that kind of stuff? I usually don't, man. I usually don't. But I'm wearing wool. Really? I'm wearing wool. So yeah. it, my kind of thinking behind it is, I, like I said, it probably isn't the greatest advice for somebody who's going to get into it. But it's Disclaimer. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> don't y- listen to what he's saying. <laughs> I'm young. I'm in decent enough shape. Mm. I'm in the woods at least one or two times every week all year long. Right. What's going to happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to walk out, and if I break my leg, I'll crawl out. Like, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Are, you know what I mean? Like, what? Sure. On the other side of that, yeah. I'll just say I feel like they're – like, you just hear stories all the time of oh, you, yeah. of yeah. people who are like you. They're like, what's going to happen? Like, nothing's going to happen. And then it does happen, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. But, I guess that's, hey, if that's, that's part of the adventure time, for yeah. you, that's, yeah. it, that's It's funny. It. When we first started hunting up north, we, we packed, like, Every night we were gonna have to stay out there, and my pack, yeah. my pack has significantly decreased in what I keep in there. Honestly, it's more food than anything. That's what keeps me in the woods. If I can have a snack real quick, really, I yeah. keep going. Yeah, if I yeah. if I start getting hungry, I start. It's just for me. I already know ahead of time it's gonna become a mental thing. So oh, yeah, I don't let myself get there. Yep, just yep. a couple Welch's fruit snacks, and I'll keep myself going. Yeah, and I mean that's all you know, personal for whatever you want to do. You know, yeah. yeah. And I think for me taking nothing with me almost in a i don't know how to word it but it like it keeps me more focused not not focused but just like more mentally tough because i i have Mm -hmm. i you know i have my gun i have my camera now which is a lot more than you know that's still a lot of crap but oh yeah it's i'm just i'm out there i'm hunting that's it you know i'll eat when i get out i drink when i get out I just go. You know what I mean? You're more of a man than I am. I had a I had a high school football coach always said hungry dogs hunt best. That's true. So there you go. It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. No, that is true. <laughs> guess and if you think about that. it, if you think about it, like us three, we're young, we're in shape. Right. Yeah. Your body's capable oh, of, of way more way than you more even than know you it is. Even know. You yeah. could go a week without food and still climb a big mountain if you really had to. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. obviously no, this you is can. I you always used to keep can. a bottle of water in my pack. I don't ever do that anymore. Never I, drank it, right? That yeah. was my thing. I always had a bottle of water in my pocket, and I never drank it. And I'd mm-hmm. get out and I'd be like, mm-hmm. "What am I doing?" This I just for? drink out of the streams. That too. I mean, I I've yeah. done that. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did try. <laughs> I was carrying around a uh, bladder for a little bit, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "This is not it. This is not it. It's way yeah, too it's heavy." And weight. then it, I brought it out on a cold day, and it just froze anyway. So I'm like. This is this sucks. You know, <laughs> I'm done yeah. with this. You know what Zach does pick on us for though, and he can <laughs> kick out of this. I, I w- dude, I wish you brought this up in the podcast because it would have been hilarious. He thinks the fact that we wear wools and rubber boots is like the crazy. Literally, dude, he thinks that is the most ridiculous thing that does he's he? ever heard. Dude. But t- 
again, it works. Man. Oh yeah, it works, and there's nothing there's nothing better than it. No. I, I will always. I wish you. I wish you said that to him on the podcast. <laughs> and I, I, he ragged on me for a week straight. Well, if about, he gets serious about doing this kind of hunting, yeah, he's gonna have to try it with the stuff he wears. He mm-hmm. won't. And then he won't try it with the Dude, wool. He won't. He not. won't. Well, it, see, going back to the lighter thing, I screwed. I almost screwed myself last year's season here in the Adirondacks. I was with Connor, and we were, you know, we were up and over the first mountain. Right from the road, yeah, and then like up and over the second mountain. So we're like fairly, we're getting back in oh, there, yeah. you know, on a big sure. piece, big huge piece, mm-hmm. and uh, we're back in there, and it's pouring all day long, like just like raining so hard it looked like it was a fog, oh, and there was God. probably like ten inches of snow. It's when we got all that snow. Mm-hmm. I think it was the weekend after or the week after Thanksgiving. Do you remember yeah, all that we, snow? Yeah, we were up. There. Yeah, Wasn't you were. That, that was the you were somewhere we were all up there. I think. Yeah, you were. I think you were west of us a little ways. Yeah, I I think I messaged Connor that when you guys you yeah. were, you were Connor, I messaged you guys. That's the weekend Zach came up to the Adirondacks. Yes, yeah. So that yeah. weekend. So that, do you guys remember that day that it rained? Yeah. So we were like, we were back in there on that day, and I saw a buck, a decent little, probably hundred inch buck, and I would I would have killed him, but when I saw him, he saw me. He was right on the edge of the bank. Boop. He headed right down yeah. over. So I got on his track, right off the bat, jumped him again after I gave him a little time and called Connor up. And I was like, hey, you want to come down here <clears throat> right on when he was he was pretty close to me, actually. So he came down and I was like, let's double team this thing. So he comes down. And, and after I jumped him the first time, I was like, let's wait like an hour. Yeah. You know, and he came right wait, down. You'll wait that long? Oh, yeah. The longer, the better. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm horrible, sure. dude. I'm horrible. And, and I'm, so, I'm so impatient. And I'll get into that a little bit after this yeah. story. But he came down the ridge kind of where I figured if the buck was going to swing a funny way. And if I would have mm-hmm. made a swing, that's where I would have headed. So I was right. like, okay, he's going to come down through there. So that'll be kind of like the strategic swing that I like right. to make. Sure. If I'm going to do And I'll get more. I'll get into that more after this yeah. story. Yeah, elaborate I, on both those things after this. Yeah, so I was very miserable at this point because I was soaked right through my woolies, mm-hmm. soaked. And I had just given the buck some time back for when I jumped him the first time, gave mm-hmm. him some time then. So I'm getting cold, right? really cold. And Connor comes down, and I'm like, hey, man, I got nothing on me. Do you have a lighter? And he's, like, digging around. He's, like, you know, like, I'm, like, looking through his his pack. And, like, we find this lighter. And we're, like, oh, my God. Okay, we have to try to find some dry wood to make yeah. a fire here. So, like, we're digging under this log. And uh, we found some sticks and stuff. And, and we just could not get anything going. We got mm-hmm. some birch bark. Couldn't get anything. Like, everything was just saturated. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it even got to the point where I'm, like, digging out hunting licenses out of my wallet. Right, because I'm, I'm like pulling out my Vermont hunting license, like balling it up, lighting it on fire, <laughs> trying to get this thing going. We could not get it going. But here's the thing with wool: I was frozen, like, like my face was like purple, like my mm-hmm. hands were purple. But the thing with wool is, once we started back on that buck track and we started moving, the heart started beating again, mm-hmm. like really beating, you know, because mm-hmm. we were hoofing it. Right, right. I was, you know, you warm up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even yeah, if you're absolutely. wet. Even if you're wet, you're warm mm-hmm. up. As long as you can continue to move, right? Even when you're soaked through, yeah, you're gonna be okay. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if that was synthetic crap, I don't think that would have been the case. No, yeah. absolutely not. And I can and I could tell you for a fact it wouldn't be because I hunted in that synthetic bullshit the previous season of last. Yeah. So, and I just want to clarify. I just want to clarify. He he was not saying it 
in a bad way. He just he just feels oh, no. that there's better gear out there, and we you know we just we like the nostalgia of I want to shoot bucks on the track wearing checkered wool. That's just how I like it. Yeah, and it works. And it works. Like yeah, we said yeah and it, it absolutely works. Yep, so. that's just the, how I'd prefer to yeah. do it. So yeah, and maybe some of this synthetic stuff that costs like two grand for a suit of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say any names. You already know what I'm talking about. Yeah, maybe you will stay warm right after it's wet. I'm sure. But what the? I know. You don't like, trust me. I, okay. I, I don't I did think it. you would. I, yeah, I did it. It's, I w- it's synthetic, and I've I've just recently switched to synth, uh, not synthetic merino wool base layers. Okay, game we can changer. talk about game changer. Game changer. Yeah, yeah merino no, wool base layers are the way to go. Unbelievable. They're awesome, dude. Yeah, they are. And awesome. I had not found out about them until this year. Really? I I was always wearing synthetic like Under Armour type material. What'd you get? What brand? It's off Amazon. It's you got just, some Am- yeah, Corey likes his Amazon Marina wool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, dude, I wore all Under Armour before this when it came to base lawyers. That's all yeah. I knew. So we wore in football back in high yeah, school, all yeah. that. Same. Day two, man, stinking. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I'm not that kind of guy. Like, I really don't swim. I'm a pretty lean dude. Like, I yeah. don't really stink like that. But my stuff will start to smell when it gets, like, some moisture in it. Mm. That Marina wool, I wear days on end. It does not smell. It's the strangest thing. Dude, I, these socks. I bought a bunch of the minus 33 darn stuff. Tough, baby. Yeah, darn tough. I know. Yeah. You guys all love that. I got to get awesome on that, too. I've had, I just have so much smart wool. I've been wearing that out. But eventually, yeah. I'll get some. Yeah, the Marina wool is a game changer. Oh, it's awesome. It's yeah. comfortable. It, yeah, it I like it. It wicks. Like it like wicks the moisture off your body too, mm-hmm. like different. Cause like I know like my underarmy, I don't even know what it's like nylon basically, whatever mm-hmm. that stuff was. Mm-hmm. My like leggings that I would wear under my sure. woolies after a day of hiking real hard, you'd kind of get like just a grungy feeling in your legs. Yeah, gnarly. There's no the, breathability. No breathability. But yeah. with the with the merino wool. It's unbelievable. Awesome, it's dude. like I'm in my pajamas all day. <laughs> yes, like dude, awesome. And I feel like yeah. if you if you don't have that grungy feeling, you're going to hunt better. You feel better. Definitely. Like if you feel 100%. good, you're going to hunt good. Yeah. The, uh, another thing I'll say is because, I mean, Brett Joy is like a rocket scientist when it comes to like gear and then like all, everything basically. Right. And um, he was like, he's like, dude, I know it sucks, but like just wear like try wearing like nothing in when you go to hunt somewhere like oh yeah some of the mountain the mountains that we hunted this year like we would hike up to the top and i would have like you know a t-shirt on or just a long sleeve shirt and just my undergarments and dude what a game changer that makes for the rest of the day it's so much more enjoyable being dry and warm and even bring like a little towel or something Mm -hmm. wipe the sweat off dude and Mm -hmm. your day will be so much better. What what are you hunting in for boots? Are you wearing lacrosse? Lacrosse, eighteen yeah. inch. I wear them all year. Scouting in the summer, everything. I just yeah. I, I got to try. Yeah. I've been a muck guy all this time, and I've had real good luck with them. They're super comfortable to me. But I do want to try a good pair of lacrosses with the air grips. Eighteen on. inch yeah. burleys, the yeah. burley grip. Yeah, yeah they're really. awesome. I'm yeah. definitely going to. I have those. Those are the first ones I ever got. Oh yeah, and they don't have the grips on them. Oh yeah, those dude, are... I was slipping and sliding yeah. all over that year. I wore those, and then I got the uh, grips this last year, and it's like total game changer. Do you tape your woolies over your pants, like down around your ankles? No, nope, I don't tape them. I just do you tuck them, them in. No, I just throw them over? over top. So uh, something that I found over the years is, if you don't tape your ankles up on your woolies, and you go through a brook, and then you're mm-hmm. in the snow. Especially if you're having like a 12 to 15 mile day, that right. that wool the woolies, it when you go through a brook and then you're in the snow, it'll accumulate like an ice ball. Oh yes. yeah, and it'll keep going, <laughs> oh, yeah. and that's terrible. It's like bell yeah. bottoms, yeah, just full of ice, and that'll hurt after a couple miles. It gets heavy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it and, definitely and it'll gets like heavy. kind of be rubbing on your ankles and stuff. Oh yeah. So if you tape up the bottom real good, it 
it won't happen. Yeah, the other thing you can do, and this is what I do, and I got this from my time in the academy from law enforcement, but you can buy these things called military boot blousers, and they go on around, like, your merino wall, and then you take your pants and you tuck them up underneath them, mm-hmm. and it does the same thing. It yep. just creates that barrier. So, basically, you wear your woolies almost like high waters to an extent to keep yeah, them up out of the water. You, you put them on... Like, tuck them into your boots? No, no. no. So, if, oh, the, no. if these are my woolies, it's just yep. an elastic band. It would go around my merino wool, and yep. I pull my woolies over top, and then you just tuck them up underneath, and it would hold them like that. Oh, no kidding. And it just keeps them keeps them up out of the water. So, you're tucking the... the lip of the pant, like, up into that yeah. little elastic. Yeah, and you can buy those off of Amazon for, like, you know, five pair. Or and that would or go over your rubber boot? You can put it right over your boot. That's cool. Yeah, put it right over your boot. That. Just an idea. If you, you yeah. know, if yeah. you like your woolies are getting worn out from, like, I don't know, does the duct tape kind of tear them up, or not really? No, I blow the crotch out of them before that ever happens. Anyway. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, yeah dude, I just, I just got a brand Amen. new pair, and I'm already starting to blow the crotch out of them. Yeah, so. I go through, like, it's usually one a year, really, one pair a year. Damn, I dude, they're the too crotch. expensive. Yeah, I know. Like I'm about to start now. buying that Big Bill stuff off Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, I think I'm running a pair of Big Bills right now, and they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Our, our buddy Adam Arquette was saying that he's had that one Big Bill, what, coat for, like, 10 years or yeah. something like that oh, he's whatever, been wearing. Whatever works, man. Whatever works. Yeah, that's it. But and another thing with taping your ankles too is you get that support. Yes. Because yeah. with with the with the rubber boots, you don't really have a lot of ankle support. Right. So you get a good. I mean, I don't go tight with it, but I just you know I'll give it a wrap. You know it's there. You know it's yeah, there. It's like you, when you're playing football, right? You exactly. Want, you want to give it a little wrap. You give it a little wrap. Yeah. And uh, you know you you can feel the difference. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to try that. I did. Yeah. I wear those crispies over there on Bear Ground. Yep. Oh my god, dude. I know everyone like they're very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. Yep. But dude, they are the shit. Yeah. Like, they're they're awesome. I've heard a lot of good things about that. Brand. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um. So you said you were gonna come back to the. Yep. Yeah. I know you were talking about the loop. The, yeah. Yeah. So when them. when swing I usually yeah usually when I jump a buck I like to swing on them. Pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to just wait around. Um, a lot of guys will tell you, you know, wait a half an hour, have a sandwich, whatever. Right. And that'll work for a lot of people. But for me, and I was just the last podcast I was on, I don't want to be too redundant, but. No, I, I just, was, uh, I think yeah. it's a very good thing. I know what you're, I know where you're going. It's a good yeah. thing to talk about, I think. Yeah. So, you know, when you jump a buck, a lot of guys will say to wait. But what I like to do is I'll do a strategic swing. Um, in like an area, I think I might be able to cut them off mm-hmm. because a lot of times a buck will try to get above you. A lot of times, you know, they're going to loop left or right, depending right. on the way the land lays. So, you know, I feel like it just keeps you, it puts you in the game. Whereas if you're just going to wait, you're taking yourself out of the game. Right. And I, I yeah. think, I feel like that is something that just comes out with years of experience because where I'm at right now, I mean, this was my third year or second year up in the Adirondacks, like, Dude, if I'm if I'm on a track right now, I'm not. I like that doesn't even go through my brain. I'm like, I just need to keep following this track, like right. head down, reading the mm-hmm. script, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do. And like that I feel like that is just something that comes to you over years and years of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably it does. And, you know, I'd listen to a lot of the the guys that teach people how to track. And mm-hmm. I tried, you know, one of the things that I have going for me is I started trying to track when I was sixteen. Like when I got my driver's right. license, I started going up to the mountains. That's awesome. And you were, on dude, you're ahead of ball on everyone before you even got bit. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just always was infatuated with it. Like right. I don't know why. I just I loved tracking deer. Like mm-hmm. you know, around where I grew up and stuff. Um, I just would always track. And 
when I started really getting into it, when I turned 16, you know, I, I would do that half an hour wait, but I'm such a squirrely person. Like I have such a hard time shutting down Me for too. a half an hour. Yeah. Same like I, here, I have dude. so much going on. Like I'm just like, Same you know, here. yeah. So that's where those strategic swings, you know, and I've killed bucks doing those swings. Sure. And I'm going to continue killing bucks oh, doing yeah. those swings because, yeah. you know, it only makes sense. You know, you follow enough of them and you jump enough of them. You're going to start seeing patterns on how they'll try to escape from you, which is right. danger. You know, like when you're mm-hmm. high in the mountains, they usually try to get above you. Right. You know, when, you know, when you're up in that green growth, they're going to, they're going to circle and, and try to get above you. Or, you know, if, if you're like in some rolling Hills, they're going to try to get a height advantage on you, mm-hmm. you know? So if you can just on X real quick, Oh, yep. There's a little knob over there, a little spruce on it. He's heading to the right, but I'm going to go get on that knob real quick. And by the time I get there, it's going to be half an hour, 45 minutes. And if I don't see him there, I'm going to swing my way back around, get on right. his track and continue. And I feel like that's the part that always gets me. Cause I feel like I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right, if I go do that, like, I potentially can walk over here and just not even find his track. And I just wasted, you know, 45 minutes walking over here for nothing mm-hmm. when I could have been following him and maybe caught up to him. And that's what always gets me in the woods. You know, I'm always like, well, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. So, right. Well, you know, if you're like me, I would definitely try those swings yeah. because, you know, you're putting yourself in the game. And I feel like if you're, if you're like really high strung like me and you have to sit there for a half an hour after you jump a buck, it's just like, it's torture. Yeah. It's just, for me right. it is anyway, it's torture. And then you yeah. start overthinking things and then you just don't hunt as good. Whereas if you make that big swing, you know, you're keeping yourself in the game. You're giving yourself a chance to shoot the buck, keeping your mind fresh. You're seeing new country. You know, you might shoot a stray on the way up right. on absolutely. that ridge. You yeah. might shoot oh, a different yeah. buck, you know. Absolutely. You're seeing different country. And that leads to the next thing that I was said I'd hit on earlier is the more time you give a buck, the better. And this happens to me a lot in Maine when I'm tracking deer. It seems like I'm always like a few hundred yards off side of a road because there's freaking roads everywhere in Maine. Right, right. right. Like it's it's crazy. I mean, there are some big pieces of timber in Maine, but it's nothing like the Adirondacks. Yeah, like the, the Adirondacks have has got Maine smoked with yeah. the size of woods, and even I personally believe Vermont has bigger pieces of woods than Maine. Really? Oh yeah. You go up to Maine, that, that stuff's Swiss cheesed with roads. Like it's right. insane. Like you can't go more than a half a mile without hitting a right. freaking logging road, and yeah. it's all been cut. So I mean, what I do up there is get on a buck track. If I jump them, I head right back out, get in the truck, head to a new area. Maybe I get in a, a new piece of woods for a couple hours. Sure. Come back three hours later mm-hmm. try it. it's like brand that, new all it's over like again brand new but yeah. you know he's there right because the hardest part about tracking to me is locating a big fresh buck track mm-hmm. yeah. now if you have it located and you jump them the more time you give them the better right in my mind especially like in that day i'm not saying like leave them for a whole night but like you know leave them for i know half an hour is like the thing that everybody says but right. I, I always give them more than half hour it's, it's unless it's later in the day. If it's later in the day, you're gonna push. I might have to push it. Right. But if it's, let's say, eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm gonna give that deer an hour and a half, like they, two hours. Now, while you're doing that, are you going and I'm checking other swing. stuff? Or yeah. You're so doing, I'm, you're I'm doing, doing the swing. swing. Okay, so that's how it I'm all doing, kind of ties yeah. back in the yard. Yep. I'm doing that swing. 
maybe I'll go check a something out else out on that piece of woods, whatever. Mm. I just I feel like yes, a half an hour will work mm. because that buck's gonna run two, three hundred yards most time. Maybe I've seen them run a lot farther than that, but they'll stop and you'll see a ton of tracks where they just stand in one spot and they'll just watch for you coming. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll look back oh, yeah. on their track. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you guys have seen it. Oh, yeah. And after that, it's kind of like, okay, you know, it's not coming. The thing's not coming after me. But I feel like the senses are still heightened, you know? Right. So it's like the more time, the better. Yeah, that's that's yeah. just no, my theory, dude. I 100% agree with you because I am the most impatient person in the world, dude. Like, I constantly have to be moving. Like I said, like I'm just, I'm so new to it that yeah. I'm just like reading the script, like follow the track, do this, do that, and like <laughs> I won't even give it 30 minutes. Sometimes I'll just be like, I'm just gonna go, just go, 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 and that screws me so much. Oh yeah, it will. And, and like you said, like every single time, dude, they're catching me yeah. doing that. So yeah, and I mean, there are guys that never get off a buck track. Yeah. And that's just their style, and that's their way they do it. Right. right. But it's not my style. Yeah. You know, and, and this is the way I do it, and, you know, it works for me. And, you know, I think, like what you're saying, you're new to it, and you can't wait that half an hour because you're mm-hmm. so excited and stuff. I think with tracking a lot of times, you have to be able to unplug from the situation. You have to, like, take your emotions out of it. Right. Especially if you see the thing. You see that big old uh, rack crash yeah. away from you, and you, you don't get a shot at him, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I got to go. Just go get him. got to go. Yeah, yeah I got to go. Yeah. go. You have to unplug. You have to take some deep breaths. You have to, th- ooh, okay. <sighs> you know, Absolutely. Like, you got to unplug from the situation, be like, okay, I just jumped him. I got to, I got to, you know, and that's where my swing comes into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm making a move. Like, and, and one thing, sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off. No, but, you're good. Um, one thing that we had just talked about in the last podcast as well is like Corey was saying, he's like, I've, he felt like when he's tracking, kind of like what I'm saying is like he was reading a script as he oh, was yeah. doing because, dude, there's so much information out there saying you got to do it this way, this way, this way, and this is the right way to do it. And like, I almost feel like I get that too when I'm tracking. It's just like, I need to like just disconnect from all that and just, hunt how i know how to hunt you yeah, know yeah. and i and i don't do that so yeah. i feel like that's something i need to work on yeah i mean it's hard to it's hard to understand your mistake when you don't even know what you were doing to begin with <laughs> yeah right you know but if you're hunting the way you want to the mistake probably is, seems a lot more obvious you know to to you but yeah uh I never heard about the swing until I started watching a lot of the Elmer stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And Rodney's talked quite a bit about it. And initially, the swing didn't uh, – I couldn't see where I was supposed to do the swing. But three years into it now and have followed quite a few buck tracks, um, I can absolutely see where the swing comes in now. And it makes per- – and I think you'd probably agree, too. Like, sw- the swing doesn't always have to be 45 minutes either. It could no. also be a couple hundred yards, and depending on the lay of the land, and yep. you run right into them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a huge swing. Like, it can be as simple as, you know, you jump a buck, he dives down over the side of the mountain, mm-hmm. and, you know, you kind of look at the lay of the land and you see the ridge kind of works up that way. Maybe you just run up to that point where you can see up a couple hundred yards down over the bank and maybe catch him looking back at his track like, sure. real quick. I mean, you ever swing him without jumping him and you're anticipating where he might have gone? Um, I do that quite a bit, actually, on steep ground. Okay. Yeah. So It's like, kind of predictable where he's headed, and you're going to try it anyways. Yeah, I haven't successfully done it yet, Sure. but I know guys that have. You mm. know, especially when you're tracking on steep stuff, they'll always have a really good advantage on you. Right. 
And and what's a 20-minute swing, dude? You can come back on your backtrack and go right back to where you started. That's it, yep. yeah. Or cut them off again. You know, just keep uh, sure. yeah, keep cutting off the track. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if you do, I've done this before. I, I've made a swing on a buck, and I ended up making a whole circle around right right and i come right back to where i was and i was like well he's in my circle yeah okay and then i knew super interesting yeah yeah so that's kind of gonna get a little spookier like oh boy he's right (laughs) yeah he's right there he's right in my bubble i shot that buck okay yeah yeah. i shot him in his bed actually how big was he uh just a big old four-pointer yeah a rack four-pointer love it yeah Yeah. love it 150 pounds and um I don't know if I would have killed him if I knew he was a four-pointer. <laughs> right. But I was, you know, amped, and I was in the mountains, and I caught him bedded. Hell yeah, dude. You know, I should Hell yeah. Him, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Hell yeah. Have you shot a 200-pounder? Yeah. I have, yeah. Have you? Yep, in Vermont. I got a 205-pounder. Oh, really? Yep. Awesome. Clean-dressed. That's a... Not main-dressed. Uh, <laughs> no, no nuts. <laughs> no nuts. Oh, no oh nuts. yeah. He yeah. was completely clean. Yeah. Yeah. I split them, everything. That, everything that was something them. I wanted to ask you, too. Um, having spent time in the Adirondacks, when you're in Vermont or the Adirondacks, are you looking for about the same size foot? you a little bit bigger in Vermont? Bigger or? in Vermont. Yeah. yeah okay. We had talked sure. about that briefly, yeah. like, over over Snapchat. Oh, okay. Or over Snapchat. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, no, message. so, but I think in the high peaks, it's probably similar to Vermont. Okay. Really? For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, and then, like, New Hampshire – Vermont high peaks is kind of like all the same, but then okay. see the the funny thing about the Adirondacks is so many different it's moving pieces. There's so many yeah, different. Really you know, like to, yeah. in my mind, there's the foothills, there's like the Champlain Valley Adirondacks, mm-hmm. there's the high peaks, and then there's like the Western Wilderness, which is like its own little thing out there. Mm-hmm. Seriously, you know. But yeah. then there's <laughs> absolutely, like, it's a great way of putting it. Yeah, and and they're all they all hunt different. Yeah. I've hunted. I've hunted all of them. I was gonna say yeah. you're actually very obviously uh, in tune with the Adirondacks and the, yeah. the land. Yeah, which that's is exactly interesting. how I would describe it. Yeah, because I didn't even realize you hunted in the Adirondacks that much. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that 2017, 2018 area, I kind of, I really bounced around the entire mm-hmm. Adirond. I got a feel for everything. Right. And then as of, la- as of last year. Uh, I kind of found an area that I really like. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of focus in on that area. Yep. And, um, you know, because I've, I've passed on a bunch of bucks in the Adirondacks and I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a specimen and yeah, right. I'm looking for a, a really good Adirondack mm-hmm. buck. And, um, you know, I've only had an opportunity at one, you know, like collectively, I've probably only hunted the Adirondacks like seven days or something. Right. But I've mm-hmm. bounced around wicked. Right. You know, like I right. like I said I've hunted all those what I just said. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, it's it's funny man. There's I mean there's some places in the Adirondacks that are just beautiful. Like Dude, there's some deep oak so stands that beautiful. probably haven't been hunted in a long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I'm I mean, sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. you think of the guys who are going back there on float planes and stuff, which actually we had a conversation with someone about that recently at the yeah. at that little party we went to. Um and you just think of like the bucks that are back there that nobody's they, they never even seen a person. They yeah. never even seen a human being probably. Most yeah. of them. Yeah. And the reason why I keep coming back to the Adirondacks and I haven't hunted it super hard yet and I I plan on it. It's just I'm hunting some really good deer in New Hampshire, so mm-hmm. I kind of been focusing a lot of my scouting stuff in the summer over there. Um, but the reason why I keep coming back to the Adirondacks is because I truly feel like it's like the last frontier of the East. Couldn't agree more. It's yeah. the last frontier. Like it is. you cannot like every time I come over here, uh, I just feel like 
Like to me, it's I'm like a kid in a candy store because I feel like, you know, like let's say where I grew, where I am from, mm-hmm. and it's all developed. You know, there's nothing bigger than a, let's say, fifty thousand acre piece, mm-hmm. which is a big piece. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a big piece. It's a huge piece. But, you come over to the Adirondacks, mm-hmm. and there's pieces that are like quadruple that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or more than quadruple that. Yeah. And there's a lot of those. There's several of them. <laughs> several yeah, of yeah. those. Yeah. And that just like drives me crazy just because awesome. like what you just said, there's bucks that live and die and never ever see. Die of old age. I think, I, I think a lot of them actually do end up coming out to yard. Yeah. Yes. They yes. do come out. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you're probably right though, especially on that Western stuff. Mm-hmm. They probably never come out, man. They, they just live and die out there. Yeah. There's, I mean, yeah. you, you should never give up on a track, but I mean, in the Adirondacks, the reality is, is sometimes you're going to give up on a track because it's only going to get wilder. And at some point you got to call a spade a spade and say, he got me today. Cause I mean, you can't go right. 15 miles freaking deep one way. No, you can't. You know, you got to come out. You got to come and out. I, and I thought it was interesting too, that you said in your, um, your last podcast that your average day is about eight miles. I yeah. think you were talking specifically about bear grounding. Um, and I'm, I would say we're pretty we're pretty close to that, but sometimes we'll see guys talk about like uh, hey, you know third fourteen mile day, and I'm like, man, I don't know where you're hunting. They're lying, you man. are not doing fourteen <laughs> miles in the Adirondacks. They're not lying. where we're hunting. Uh, Too tall. I mean, Dude, when people say that, I'm like, I mean, I'm sure there are guys that are doing multiple right, days right. like oh, that. Oh yeah, I'm not questioning. They're running marathons. I guess yeah, I'm I'll impressed if anything. Well, they're running marathons in the off season. Yeah, I mean. In an in eight mile day is an average in the mountains. Yeah. You know, when I get in some flatter stuff, I might be able to do a little more on average. Right. But eight miles in the mountains, you're doing a stroke. Mm-hmm. And you do that for four or five days well, in you, a row, you're doing a big You got to think yeah. you're on the elliptical elliptical machine in the gym, mm-hmm. like all day long when you're, when you're hiking up I, there. Well, I've yeah. always equated it to doing uh, lunges all day uphill, yeah. downhill, uphill, down. I mean, yeah. You could never even convince yourself to do that in an exercise type setting, but you don't even think about it. Out, out there yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah i mean for me i think a six mile day is pretty consistent for me um i can usually leave at six miles and, and be pretty happy with what i with yeah. what i had hunted for the day yep. yeah so and if in some days you know you just tend to walk a little bit farther than others there's other days where you feel like you worked your balls off and you went 4.3 you know, yeah you really uh, yeah. went anywhere yeah so it depends on the country because, I mean, we're hunt used to the southeastern Adirondacks, super yep. tall. And then, like you said, the western Adirondacks actually starts to level out just a little bit. Um, and it's not quite as tall out there. It's actually real fun to get on a track out there because you can just go and go and go and never really, you know, get too yeah, winded. Yeah, it's kind of like, at least where I've hunted out there, it's like kind of like rolly almost. Mm-hmm. Like it's way, way yeah. more it's just a ni- It's just a nice um, nice change of pace. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a real crazy day when I was like 20. I got on a buck track and – um I don't think I've ever told this story on a podcast. Tell all the I, stories you can. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have a number in my head <clears throat> that I think is the amount of miles that I walked, but I I just don't want to say it just because. Say it. Just throw it, well, just throw it out there. It's all right. It, it was from Lake Placid area mm-hmm. is where the truck was parked, mm-hmm. and I got picked up near Keene Valley, which is. The fact that you said Keene Valley means you went a pretty good ways because <laughs> Keene Valley is pretty huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a long ways, man. And mm-hmm. I went through these big huge notches and these and the high peaks on this buck track he never stopped he ne- he never stopped he went all the way through 
And, you know, I was over 40,000 steps that day, if that tells you anything. Sure. So, Holy you know. Shit, the first buck I ever shot at on the track, I was reading the manual on this buck big time. Mm-hmm. I feel my tracking has gotten better in time where I am actually hunting on the track and, and I'm learning right, for myself right. and, and making better decisions. But this was a, a manual track where I saw nothing about two hours in and I come on this beautiful, now I know that it was a huge buck track. I knew it was a buck track at the time, but looking yep. back, this was a big buck track and uh he's coming right up into the top of this mountain and he's he's been pawing on this like slate side face that's got perns or perns ferns on it and uh manual says bucks feed and gotta slow down yep so i'm absolutely crawling on this buck i mean i'm looking down at my feet and turning my ankle sideways to fit it down into blowdowns and stuff and at one point my brain says look up and i look up and there's a buck standing up in his bed like I don't know, 12 yards from me, and he's a slammer. Yep. Oh, he was so wide. I put the scope up on him, and I put it right on his neck because that's all I could see is his, his antlers in his neck. And I pull the trigger, whirl of snow, and I just missed him clean. Yep. I go like 300 yards on a track. I'm moving right on him immediately. I didn't know any better. My adrenaline's going, dude. I'm oh, pumped. Yeah. This freaking thing's a hammer. I can hardly get Corey on the radio. Can't believe I missed. First buck I ever missed with a rifle. Um, a lot since then. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the big ones. And there'll be more, too. Oh, dude, it's yeah. humbled me big Everybody time. Everybody does it, you know? So I catch him standing, looking back on his backtrack in the hardwoods, like 70 yards out in front of me, take another poke at him. I, he he uh, hunches up a little bit, so I, I knew I hit him, but I didn't think well the way he took off. And so there's a little bit of the blood in the snow. Point of the story is I did 14 miles on him that day. Um, and wow, dude, I was dragging coming out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could hardly move my feet. Yeah. When I got back to the truck, I was begging Corey for water. And thank God he had like a half <laughs> bottle. I don't know where that bottle of water came from, but I didn't care. You probably don't want to know. <laughs> no, I did. But I mean, that was one of the, I mean, I've been hooked on tracking ever since. I mean, wow, yeah. what a buck. It kills me. He probably wasn't as big as he is in my mind, but. In my mind, he's huge. Hey, still. He can be as big as you want him. Yeah, that's right. You know, concerned. it's funny how much smaller the mountains seem when you're on a buck track. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I was yeah. just gonna say that you yeah. can get like, and and I have had this like I'm so consumed in what I'm doing, specifically tracking, because you know he's right here, and you're like, oh maybe he's here, maybe he's gonna be right here, and you get so consumed in it that time is just. Goes away. It's gone, dude. Yeah, it's it's so gone, awesome. and you're just going and going. And I've had those days where I come back, and I'm like, holy shit, I did 12 miles today. Yeah. I felt like I did two. Like yeah. I was just mm-hmm. having so much fun out there. Yeah. That's what it's all about, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have, a, I have a story from this year in Vermont. Actually, I was with my buddy Gilly, and we were just chasing snow around the state. And, uh, you know, I'm not making excuses, but this year I didn't really get to hunt my favorite area as much. Mm-hmm. I was chasing snow north of me quite a ways. Yep. And um, it's tough up that way. You know, yep. more in the central central Green Mountains is mm-hmm. real tough hunting. Um, not, a, not a lot of deer, not a lot of big ones, but, you know, whatever. So we head up on this ridge, and we split off, and we kind of, you know, we do separate swings. It was in the afternoon, and, you know, we had already done quite a few miles that day in another area, and, we come down off to the truck and this old boy comes by he stops when he sees us getting into the truck he's like hey nice buck just crossed right down the road we're like come on no way he's like yeah at least an eight pointer just crossed i'm like gilly let's go so we get in the truck we fly right down the road and we see the tracks clear as day where he hopped across the road so we ditched the truck we get out it's like well buddy you want to double team this thing or what you yeah know, it's like a half an hour before dark how's the track look decent yeah you know, 150, 160 pound deer, pretty, yeah. pretty average. Good you know. enough. Good enough. Yeah, I mean, I'd take that any day in that area. Absolutely. And uh, so we we head up on this buck track, and you know, I was really dragging 
that afternoon heading up that ridge. We had went, went to the top of the ridge and came back down to the truck. But, boy, on that buck track, I just skipped up over that hill like nothing. We jumped <laughs> yeah. him like three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up bedding down like right off the road, like a couple hundred yards up off the road and um, never even saw him. It was kind of loud that day. But, anyways, it was just funny. It was funny because I was just dragging so hard mm-hmm. that afternoon to get up that hill. It's like, a little spark. it's like all of my willpower to just, oh, one foot, yeah. another mm-hmm. foot, yeah. another foot. And then yeah. on that buck track, I'm just like, here we go. <laughs> going, here we go. Going, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Dude, it'll, so it'll, it'll save your soul. It really, it really will. will. Yeah. And I think of a buck that me and Corey tracked at the end of the season this year. I mean, Corey was right. He was just, he was done. You know, season <laughs> yeah. been tough wasn't working out should have been a good day to catch a buck track and it wasn't happening for us and i convinced him i said let's just let's just finish our loop that we were going to commit to anyways mm-hmm. he just wanted to go back to try so let's just commit to the loop we were going to make anyways and and we'll be done for the day yeah and uh you know it wasn't 45 minutes later we got done plowing through this nasty spruce swamp and we come to this beautiful buck track and it's in it's smoking fresh going right into the swamp it was like a gift from god and dude just next thing you know <laughs> There goes Corey. I mean, his, his you know, like a beagle <laughs> like on a track. A yeah, like a beagle on a track. All of a sudden, his entire demeanor changed. And yeah. We spent the rest of the day trying to, and we got, just like you said, we got down in a swamp. Dude, we're just doing circles with this buck, and he's just beating us the entire time. I know you mentioned last podcast, you get in the swamps, and it's just Oh, a my gosh. Yeah, tracking We could not get, it awful. got to the point where I was like, dude, can we please just get him out of here? Like, no more yeah. poking along on this yeah. track. Let's get him out of here. Get him, get up him. And out of there. And, we tra- and he just wouldn't go out. And that's what I've found, too. They'll yeah. run circles in there, and they, they know they have the advantage. Sure. Oh, yeah. You're not going to catch him in there. So sure. many places. And that's how I know. You'd have to catch him in there. Like, that's, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how you'd, you'd kill him. And we were losing snow, pouring rain stilts. that day. And stilts, maybe. Stilts, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get him right. on stilts. Drone, right. calling yeah. the drone. Dr- and, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's also how I know my my tracking has evolved, is like I knew enough to say, like, dude, it's not going to happen in here. Let's get this buck out of here and boy if we could have got him up on a, on a ridge probably have been all right yep but you know that's how hey that's how it goes and it still made a good story we still left that day having we vote me and cory have always said when you're hunt, and i know you got a couple buddies you hunt with like dude sometimes the best part about the hunt is the ride back home that day. oh absolutely uh, yeah freaking that's, such, that's such a big part of it i it mean is. i've said it i say it all the time like it's yeah. one of the biggest part of, like mm-hmm. obviously i love hunting and love mm-hmm. being out there and doing it but like if I didn't have these guys to do it with, dude, it would not be the same. And it, and it, it never be. fails. Every time we have a rough day in the woods, about 10 minutes into the drive back, I miss the woods already. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, dude? It never fails. I'm like, I cannot wait to get back off. You just want to be right back in, the in there. Yeah. Just want to be right back in there. Yeah. Have you ever, um, Have you ever? this is a little off topic, but have you ever done like the tent camp thing? I haven't. But no. I just I just bought a tent, and I want to. Dude. I want to get you in You should. There. It's It's awesome. It is awesome. I Have mean, literally, it? it's yeah. We did it uh, last, not this past season, the season before. Um, our camp was what two, three miles back in there. Yeah, it was like two point seven. So we just kept calling it three. Yeah. Um, Can we pause for a sec? Yeah. Because yeah. you're mm. pretty minimalist, anyways, man. Yeah. So like, it ain't nothing for you to be sleeping on a on the ground. Right. Basically. Yeah. No, I have a cot. Oh, there I, you go. Yeah, I bought one. I like. I have the whole setup. Yeah. yeah. I have a stove. I have a cot. I have, and it's like a nice cot too. Well, it's a Coleman, but it has like mm. a foam pad, and there's like springs and stuff. So. What kind of stove do you have? Uh, it's an Amazon stove. Okay, like, yeah, that's yeah. What we, got. <laughs> we we found that uh, unless you burn crazy good wood, you get creosote about four inches thick within Bad, just dude. a month Bad. of hunting out of camp. So just keep an eye on that. Yeah, so I have a bunch of wood that I have split in my garage. Okay, so like I figured I was gonna use it like. Like, my idea with it was I was kind of, like, going to just, like, oh, there's a pull-off. I'm in some snow. 
throw up the tent, right? Camp there, sure. But, like I can see what you're saying when you're getting like back in, mm. like if you're yeah. doing like deep tenting, sure. Yeah. That we, would be, and we were trying to be real careful that we were following the laws. We mm. weren't cutting it through, so we were yep. getting in with the punky stuff. And and not only was it really not making awesome heat, but we couldn't believe what that pipe looked like at the end of the season. Dude, so really we were like, like clogged up. Oh, dude, it was done. Like, there the was no full. more smoke coming up through that. Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed with the the little stove that I got off Amazon is the first time I had a fire in it in my backyard the paint it had like black paint all around uh-huh. it like paints like smoking off of it i'm like oh my yeah. gosh passing oh, yeah. out in the town yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, i'm probably yeah. gonna have to burn a few more you know fires in it or whatever to get all the paint off of it right but, you know i i kind of have the idea that i'd like to i don't even know if it's legal or not but go in in the summertime put the tent out somewhere have it kind of all mm-hmm. ready to go is that legal? Okay. Well, I, I, as far as the Adirondacks, there's a you have to go get a permit. And okay. The permit mm-hmm. is what I think it's October or something. Yeah, in October. It, it, it at was some pretty. Point. It was pretty open. The, the ranger was very. He was very good to deal with, and and he and he he let us have some free range, but he also he laid the ground rules for what was definitely not going to happen, and uh, he basically asked us not to put camp up until we were about two weeks out from deer season. Okay. Good so that know. did make it tough, though. Good to know. Because you're going to bring everything in last minute. you got to go when you're going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I almost... Could you pick out a spot, though, that you're going to put camp ahead of time right, and go and just split wood? That. Yeah, hide it under a tree. Or... I should say hide. You don't have to hide it, but yeah, get it under a tarp or yeah, something. Yeah, that was probably the big one of the biggest problems we ran into was the whole was wood. wood thing being wet. How long did you guys go out for? Like at a time? Yeah. Like how long did we go out Usually there? Usually three days at a rip. Yeah, three days. I think one I think one time Corey and I had went up there and we stayed out there for four days, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys yeah. get into bucks out in there? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. we had good hunting out there because it's, yeah. it's beautiful, dude. You just go right out at camp and you're already hunting. You're hunting. Yeah, right? I shot into one. Yeah, I shot into a real good buck and I didn't catch up. I didn't, uh, I didn't think spruce would deflect as much as they do, but they do. Mm-hmm. I shot him point yeah. blank and... Never killed him. I had it right on his chest, so I don't know what happened there. But yeah, yeah, that'll happen. So I had one deflect on that. But uh, camp was great. I know that, in my opinion, uh, cooking over the fire is not as awesome as you think. Like (laughs) it's just a pain, dude. It's a process, and like just brings like bring a jet boil or anything else. You can bring a little uh, propane stove. Mm -hmm. You can cook on. That was a pain in the butt. But the camaraderie again is just second to none, dude. When there's no uh, when there's no service and it's just you and the boys, and you know, I don't know, somebody farts in the tent and it's the funniest thing you know, that happened all day yeah, yeah. No, that's so that's cool. a good time it yeah you do great hunting out of camp man i i would i really want to it, and, and and shouldn't what, we all have a picture of a buck hanging in oh camp like the, the to first have thing that. we did when we got up here and set this tent up we yeah. put a <laughs> we, buck pole we hung up. a buck pole up <laughs> nice never shot a buck out of the camp well, I mean, you kind of <laughs> screwed yourself right yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> well i i should cory cory shot one on that mountain he would he actually wasn't in tent camp that week, and he yeah. went up from the parking lot, but he shot one up there. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, it seems like everything, like, you don't realize how much work everything is until you get up there and you're like, yeah, like oh, yeah. my God. Like, there was actually, there was a day where Corey and I were like, oh, man, like, we are just, we're beat. Like, I was like, I, do, I don't want to go hike today, and we're up here. So we sat there for, I don't know, a good part of the day, like four or five hours just doing wood. Yep. Because you have to. What's well, a I part mean, of it, yeah. Yeah, if you don't, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're going to be – Cold. A cold, <laughs> a cold mofo up there. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> did you have snow when you were back in there? No, nope, no around? snow. I, honestly, yep. we were pretty lucky when we had it. We didn't really. We had like I think two days of rain when we were up there that I could remember. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Which is huge because if you get wet, I mean you're basically screwed. You're not going to be drying stuff out for no. the most part. 
Right. But we're like you, like we haunted out of camp until the snow started flying and then the wheels were just hitting the road. Yeah, yeah, you were looking. You know, we're, we were pretty much probably Western Adirondacks for the rest of the season. Were you? You guys like it out there? there? Well, just the snow season hit out there. Yeah, it always does, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, it's really weird. We've noticed like certain, certain pockets year in, year out that get the snow. Oh, yeah. Like where we have a, we just got a new camp up the Adirondacks. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. And uh, for whatever reason, this is just in this little pocket where everywhere around it won't get any snow or they'll get very little snow. And this always gets the snow that like up in the northern parts get for yep. what or, or at least mm-hmm. an extent of it yeah it's lake just one of those weird spots yeah. yep and, and there's effect. a large lake near yes us, so that's that what, is that's what exactly it is. what it is yep yep absolutely but yeah it, just follow the snow man and do that but i i will say i i really do like hunting bucks on bare ground yeah mm-hmm. you know it's it still fun, it's yeah. it is it's a lot of fun to me so i i know one of the things i want to talk to you about too is uh you'd mentioned that you really like getting up in the green tops and oh, you yeah. find your biggest bucks up in the green tops and i know yeah in the spruce i know lanny says the same thing oh, big yeah. ones are up top and his father told him that yep um it is amazing how you can walk through a sea of hardwoods mm-hmm. and never cut a deer track and then you get up in the top in those spruces and boy it gets spooky yeah you come right onto some slammer buck tracks man and they're usually a lot of times they can be pretty fresh because he's hanging up there like you said he won't leave yeah they don't come down yeah yeah it's pretty cool especially on the really big mountains it's weird because a lot of the, the the really big mountains you when you're like hiking up in there you're like there's no way there's a deer up here mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so high you're yeah. getting way up in that stuff there's like cliffs and like all sorts of stuff and you're like looking up over all the country around you and you're like there's no way there's a deer up here mm-hmm. and you get up in there and big old buck usually you know but it, that's that's kind of a risk you got to take though yeah because if it could take you all day to get up in there and if there's not a big buck up there, you sure. just burned a day. Yeah. You had a good hike. <laughs> you got a good you got a good workout in is what you got. And, yeah. But, you know, it's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you just gotta you gotta try and let that part go and just commit to it because I you think do. more times than not, you're gonna find the track you're looking for up there. Yeah, you yeah. are. Especially on those really big mountains. And that's yeah. the thing. I think it has to be to an extent the big, big mountains because you can't go oh, yeah. to the top of a little mountain. There's nope. just not enough room up there. Yeah, there there's not and I mean tall is where I think a lot of the bigger ones are mm-hmm. the, the big, because that's where the people don't go. Right. Yeah. You know? right. And that's why I always kind of focused over in that high peak stuff mm-hmm. because they do, that stuff is just so untouched. Like nobody, I, we've never it. been there. Yeah. No, no I, I actually, well, I went there, I went there one day and it, I wasn't even hunting. I was filming mm-hmm. and I was just like looking at some of the mountains. And I'm like, dude, this doesn't even, so that's a lot of what the whites look like. And the whites are even crazier in some spots, like pointy, jagged. And you've hunted them quite a bit. Yeah. 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 I've hunted those quite a bit. And it's kind of like what I like. Yeah. You know, just because like when I hunted in the high peaks, I never saw another hunter. I never saw another And you probably won't. And you won't. Yeah. Because nobody's Mm -hmm. dumb enough to go on it, you know? Yeah. And that's why, you know, but I will say in the high peaks is probably the least amount of deer I've ever seen. Sure. Anywhere. Oh, I believe that. Anywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like less than Vermont, less than like there is, there's not a lot going on up there, but I mean, I I think there's, there's probably some two fifties running around those, those hills. You think so? Oh yeah, I know so. Oh boy. Yeah, I know so. Don't do this to me. Yeah. Don't, don't tell us. No, I'm serious. (laughs) I'll get, I'll get to climbing boy. (laughs) Because I've been to reporting stations and I've seen the numbers. Oh boy. I know. Yeah, that's awesome. But interesting. There's some huge, huge mountains, and 
you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I would have to imagine too that when I think of uh, when I think of the high peaks of the Adirondacks, I think of uh, mountains that'll have snow caps on them when nothing else has snow either, just because of the elevation mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. So yeah. I'd have there to think go. there's snow up there even when you ain't got snow anywhere else. Yeah, I mean if you look at some like uh, the skiing, the ski mountains, like the guys in the high peaks, and like God Almighty, move on or yeah, like, stop <laughs> yeah. talking yeah, let me, about let me tell this. You. There's not a lot of guys in the high peaks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have a, a hard time believing that you know. I mean, when I was when I was driving all around that country hunting it, like I didn't see any trucks, like, right. and you won't because there's no deer. Sure, you know, but yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Go, go ahead and try hunting there. You yeah, probably won't no want to for very long. No, it's gonna take a special kind of dude to hunt it. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I will say the biggest buck track I ever saw in New York was on the biggest mountain in New York. Yeah, and there was a boot track on it. I will say that. Okay. What? Really? I swear. Yeah. It was the biggest. It's the biggest buck track. I think sure. it might be the biggest buck track I've ever seen in my life. Wow. In New York. Yeah. Awesome. And it was in New York. And it, like wow. a lot of people kind of connected the dots. Right. But it was on the well, biggest mountain in New hey, York. Take yeah. that, hey, everybody, take that. Who says anything <laughs> yeah. about New York, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We got the big bucks over here. <laughs> no, it was, it was a huge track. Well, I know it's Hal huge. always says that we have the little bucks. Yeah, hey, we got well, the little bucks. Well, it's because but I've seen hunting, some good tracks, he's too. He's hunting south, man. I, well, yeah. maybe, I don't know where he's hunting, but I would assume he's hunting western, yeah. southern Adirondacks. And, sure. I mean, yeah. you get up in them high peaks, it's a different ball game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like, I, I can't even imagine what. I, I know for a fact I haven't come across a 200-pound buck track. Nah, because right. I, I feel like if you see that, I mean, you obviously know what they look like. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if I look down on the ground, I'm going to be like, that's the biggest track I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would imagine, Have you right? ever seen one that was like, like, you look at it and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You've seen those? Absolutely. Like, I've got, I've followed bucks and came damn close one day when Corey was filming me. We mm-hmm. got on a. Were they this big? <sighs> Because his chances are, if it was, he was probably two hundred. It was big. I don't know if I've it, seen a hand-sized. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't see, hand. But if you see a hand-sized track, and I'll show you a picture they have after a good this. To them, mm-hmm. they're big. I'll show you a picture after this pot. It was. It was a big one. Like I looked at it, and I'm like, this is biggest buck I've ever followed. But another side of things is the feet really don't have. And we've also we've also seen that too. Yeah, like, you you can't. We've really, seen it over yeah. and over again. Corey's buck that he killed last year, he got on it, and he was like. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's – I mean, that thing ended up being almost 135 inches. Like, it's a nice buck. Yeah. I mean, it's only 140 pounds, but – No, I don't think he was like 124. Corey's? No, mine was 125. Sleepy Joe? Yeah. He was about 124. <laughs> was he? I thought yeah. he was 140. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was so, about 124 when we put him on the scale. So, yeah, I mean, that happens, you know. That, yeah. But, you know, and sometimes they'll have big feet, but, like, if you're on a hand-sized track and they have a good stagger and a good stride, they're over mm-hmm. 200. Yeah, they're gonna be, or they're at least gonna be in the one eighties, one nineties. You know, you're up there, and but. which is also something that I personally haven't seen a lot of in the Adirondacks. I don't know if you have being up here, but like I know you hear guys talk about stagger, stagger, stagger all the time. I, I see, like, yes, you can definitely tell when you're on a buck. You can be like, okay, yes, he does have more stagger than doe, but I don't feel like we get like a true stagger in the Adirondacks. What's well, the areas you're hunting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're hunting south, man, and and. You know, there are 200-pound bucks in the southern Adirondacks, but if you want those big deer, you got to go north. Right. And right. you got to hunt in the big mountains. That's just my opinion. I'm yeah. not saying I know it all. I'm just saying that's what I've seen. No, I mean, it yeah, makes sense. Because no, we've heard others say pretty much the same, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I want to get over to Vermont in the worst way eventually. It's definitely a, a box I want to check, but it's just yeah. hard for me to leave a, a New York tag. I I know? hear you, man, and, and that's kind of yeah, why flip flop for you. We I all did, take pride yeah. in where you haunt. You yeah, know, type yeah. of thing. Absolutely. Home well, I mean, state. the only reason I got over to Vermont this year is because I filled my tag. So like, I was right. like, where am I? Okay, I guess I'm going to Vermont. And, today. and what did you think of Vermont? You liked it? Awesome, dude. I loved yeah. it. I mean. That I more consistently found big buck tracks over there than I bigger than the Adirondacks, one hundred percent. I mean, I think I messaged you that. Where yeah, 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 you said that, and you know, I think the areas that you were hunting are some of the most under hunted areas in the Northeast. That's crazy that you could pick really? something out on a map. And that that would end up. I would assume well, that he would naturally go towards where everybody else would pick out out of one of not the knowing one of the spots. I had turkey hunted up there, um, and I was like, "Man, I I I know there's some. I know there's big ones running around here." Just I was dreaming it up, basically. I was like, "I know there's big ones running around here." The other spot, he actually, has the most confidence at all times. So just that's <laughs> good. No, I'm just saying. I know. I'm just saying. Like I was dreaming that's it up though. every yeah. morning in the truck. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna shoot one today, boys. <laughs> and next day, we're gonna shoot one today." That's the attitude I do. to have. I do. I pick on. I can't. I can't go in the woods and be like, "Yeah, no, you never." I, get I'm one. not gonna shoot one. Today. Like, how do you do that? Going in the hey. woods, dude. Every day I go in the woods, I'm like, "I'm gonna kill one today." Hundred percent. I'm You're gonna kill man. one. So I love it. I don't know. But back to the Vermont thing. Um. I don't even remember. You threw me off. Sorry, I don't even remember no, where so it happens. happens. Basically, I said that the piece that you were hunting is some of the most under-hunted stuff in the Northeast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, had turkey hunted it. Yeah, so that was the one piece. Then the other piece that I hunted, um, actually, I, I actually did run into quite a few people up there. Yeah. Um, there was quite a few. Tra- actually, a guy ended up giving me a ride back at the end of the day. Green plates, though. E- yes. Yeah, you won't see any out-of-staters. No, and yeah, that's I, what I'm talking and, about. And and I ran, I ran into a guy, and he was like, "Yeah, so and so's up here, and so and so's up here. He's hunted deer for 20 years." And he goes, "If you yeah. want to go shed hunting, there's a yard back down here. They come to. He's telling me all nice about guy. it and stuff." Yeah, yeah um, but I fall, I end up following a buck up there. Um, I don't want to say the area, but um, in one of the spots, I end up following a buck up there, and I followed him all day long, dude. And he was just dogging the doe. It was it was yeah. really funny. The doe would. Uh, she would come in and she would bed down and she, like you could tell, like she just wanted to lay down. She's exhausted. And that buck would come do a big loop around her and he would just push her back up out of that bed. He did it three or four times. And I went till probably about three thirty on him and just never caught up. I'm like this, I'm never going to catch him, which maybe Hey, maybe if I kept going, I could have caught up to him, but right. I ended up turning back and never got with him. But, and then, the other spot that I hunted, uh, I ended up getting into that big, nasty, steep stuff. And, dude, I jumped this one buck. He was with a doe. I jumped him five different times. And every time I got into that big, nasty, steep, ledgy stuff like you've been talking about, the big yep. sea of green, yep. all the spruces. And every time I would jump him, dude, it would just be in the wrong spot. I had a good – I would always be above him when I was yep. jumping him. But all I could see is their legs moving through the through the bottom. And I'm like, God damn it. And they end up running down on private and never caught up to them. Yeah, that's so. that's that's one of the hard things about Vermont. Like even the real big pieces that you can hunt, like mm-hmm. the big national forest pieces, a lot of the deer are around the edges. Mm-hmm. And I think it's mostly because of habitat. That's where right. the habitat is. Right, right. You know, if you go like way out deep in the middle of like a 50,000 50, acre piece in Vermont, mm-hmm. 
you're going to find a lot of two-year-old bucks out there because yep. a lot of the big ones are around the edges. Yeah, really? That's, yeah, that's what I've seen. Oh, I love Vermont, man. It's like it's like taking Dude, a step back awesome. in time. You know, like every time I drive there, I've never driven through Vermont and not said about 100 times in the car, man, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And I haven't even seen much of Vermont. You know, I really haven't. I've seen pretty much from like Rutland down to what would be like outside of Hoosick Falls there. Uh, Bennington. Bennington. That's pretty much all I've seen is like that real short western border of oh yeah of Vermont. I spent I spent a good portion of my younger life in Vermont. I mean, you're familiar with probably Lake St. Catherine, right? Oh yeah. My yeah. buddy, my best buddy, has uh, a lake house over there. And oh we no were, kidding. Before I started hunting, I was a fisherman. That's all all I ever did, man. And we traveled through those mountains, God, everywhere. Trout fishing. Trout bass, yeah. everything. I love trout fishing. I don't oh, really have yeah. any time to do it anymore, but. I used to love catching big browns. Oh, yeah. There's some yep. big brown trout in Vermont. Oh, yeah, there in is. In the rivers, man. Yep. There's some huge, yep. huge browns. Yep. I think it's a pretty, like, as well as the Batten Kill in New York, like, Vermont's, like, very sought after by avid trout fishermen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, Orvis, 100%. Orvis is based right out of Manchester, no, I know. Vermont, wow, so. I feel really stupid. You're, <laughs> you're 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Um, I, I just, I've been kind of peeking at my phone quick because I wanted to make sure that I was touching on some of the things. Um. I know one thing I wanted to chat with you about, Drew, because you, you run a fair amount of trail cameras, do you not? Or am I yeah, wrong? a lot. Yeah, okay. I, I run a lot of them. How do you feel about hunting some of these bucks that are just ghosts? Like, their trail camera, their trail camera, you know, they're on trail cam all the time. I was trying to come up with some fancy word. I got nothing. That's right. You but but when, it comes to, when it comes to hunting them, it's like you can't find them. So if I have a buck on trail camera all the time, I'm going to kill him. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And do you feel like... When we first came into this, man, it was like bucks just wandered. You can't pattern a buck in the big woods, and I and I agree. Yeah, but I think you can to an extent. I think bucks like they pick out their spots and they enjoy those spots and spend mm -hmm. some time there early in the year. Okay, I think I think sure early in the year. I think if you can get one kind of pattern or you get a lot of pictures of them, I think you can get right on them. I don't think every buck is nomadic to the point where he's just like a traveling gypsy dude and never lays his hat somewhere twice. Like they come back to certain areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of them, but. I've also seen other, like, some bucks that are just super nomadic. Like, I'm hunting one in Vermont now. The one that I said I kind of, like, located towards the end of rifle season this year. Mm -hmm. Yep. My buddy's got a picture of him, like, four or five miles away two wow. years ago. And, like, I spent three or four weekends after mass closed. So, like, the la basically the last two or three weekends uh, just pounding the woods before we got all the snow and i'm just mm -hmm. looking for any sign of this deer and i just can't find anything and it's so he's probably just one of those he's bucks. one of those mm -hmm. and, and there there are deer that are like that they just wander i've seen it i mean probably one of the biggest vermont bucks i ever hunted he was like a mid 150s eight point with no brows oh my <laughs> just, god no brows. Like, no brows <laughs> no but, brows no brows well he, i mean he had brows but they're like three <laughs> inches ones, long yeah and, this uh, thing must have had a frame on him, a 150-inch eight-pointer. I can show you after oh, the podcast. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I got a picture of him. Probably looks like one of those bucks from out west. <laughs> He's huge, man. Yeah, and he was well over 200 pounds, and, and I couldn't I couldn't find the deer. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was going everywhere trying to find this thing. I mean, only thing I could think is he was down in, like, houses. So really. what So what tells you, like, I'm going to kill this buck, just the consistency yeah, of it? Yeah, so, like, in the big woods, if I get a buck on camera consistently, he's a homebody gonna get him mm -hmm. i'm gonna get on him maybe sure. i shouldn't have said i'm gonna kill him but i'm gonna get on him right i'm gonna get on him e even if it's all nighttime stuff i'm gonna get on him oh, oh yeah, I love, love that and yeah. are you haunting him over your camera or you're no. okay you're gonna try and figure out where he's fine his track time. 
It was fine. It's trying. Oh, you're, when it snows. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You okay? okay. I'm thinking from a bear. You're thinking bear. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. great. That's great. So I don't even really. Like you guys open so early, mm-hmm. I feel like the bear ground stuff is so much more prevalent to you guys. It's huge, dude. Because I mean, we spend the first yeah. half of our court, first quarter of our season on. Oh, bear I would ground, say first know? half of our season. First half, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when the season opens for us, I can find snow. Mm-hmm. That's I crazy. did. I, I hunted snow every day of Vermont rifle that I hunted. I had to travel to get it. Yeah, but I I got it. Yeah, you know yeah. I yeah. can I can find snow in Vermont usually every day. Yeah, and now we say that, but again, we don't hunt the high peaks, so like there could be snow up there that yeah. we're unaware of. Yeah. But but the vast the half of our season is definitely on bare ground. Right. Yeah. Like in October. Yeah. yeah. I mean Vermont's bare too in October. Like mm-hmm. if the season opened there too, I I would be on bare ground. I'm usually in October. I'm I'm most likely going to be bow hunting in new hampshire mm-hmm. yeah you know you know trying to shoot one of those what deal. a hidden gem that state is dude. yeah as well so i, I, <laughs> I, I usually, feel like vermonters are always torn between hunting vermont and new hampshire it's like well, <sighs> well i'm not torn I'd yeah hunt new hampshire. <laughs> dude uh, listen <laughs> hey i've seen enough over there to know that state is it's pretty good man <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous i mean the habitat uh-huh. you know the the there's so much more land in, in New Hampshire because, mm-hmm. like, there's kind of, like, a sweet spot, I feel like, north and south that I've kind of found. Yep. What is that? Is that longitude? Is longitude the ones that go horizontally? Asking okay, the, you're right. asking the wrong guy. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I'm not very Whatever, smart. like, up north and south, I've kind of found this, like, really nice line, mm-hmm. you know, all the way across mm-hmm. from Maine to New York. It seems like a really good belt. And Vermont's belt in that line is pretty skinny, right? So you go over to New Hampshire, and it's just right. huge. Is it like the NEK? Uh, is that real skinny piece in Vermont? No. So the no. North, Northeast Kingdom is actually the, the like the widest part of Vermont. Okay. Or not widest, but like the widest part of the state. Okay. You know, the northern part. So it's like Vermont and New Hampshire are kind of flipped upside down next to each other. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So New Hampshire, the southern part to mid part is the the fattest part okay whereas vermont the southern you know part to skinny's, the, right, is down. skinny's yeah. right down yeah. so i feel like that's what hurts vermont a lot right because where that like kind of golden zone is i'm kind of giving away a lot of a lot of stuff here but that's all right <laughs> i can cut it out yeah, no 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 <laughs> leave it in man Let, but i think that's what hurts vermont a lot of times is that like really nice country we don't have a lot of it there's only like yeah. so much land you can hunt right. in that nice zone, whereas mm-hmm. you go over to New Hampshire and there's just so much of yeah. that. I've looked on the on the maps in Vermont and the northern part. There ain't a, ain't a lot there. In the north For, to the, hunt publicly, right? That's what we're talking about, right? So, so no. What I'm saying is, basically, like kind of centrally to south in Vermont, that's like real good stuff, and it's skinny. Okay. But when you go over to New Hampshire, it's, it's a vast. It's vast. I got gotcha. you. Because that's where it gets big. That's where it gets big again in New Hampshire. So yeah. I'm saying that's what kind of hurts Vermont a lot. Like okay. you go up Northeast Kingdom, it's just, it's like Maine up there. Right. It's right. all log country. It's like, it's real tough hunt. And I actually went up there this year for the first time and it was very tough. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Really? Of, oh, yeah. A lot of guys riding roads looking for tracks. Like, well, I um, guess if it's like that Maine type style, it's hunting. it's a lot like Maine. You go up Northeast right. Kingdom, man. And I think sure. a lot of guys go up in there from all states. Yeah, you know, I and you know that that is one thing, and I'm, we've said this a million times on the podcast. Like that is something I'm grateful about the Adirondacks 
that it's not cut. Obviously, it's not the best for the woods for it not to be cut. But I do like the fact that there's not roads going everywhere throughout the mountains. Yes. I like that. Some yes. people don't, but I like it. And see, that's the thing. Like, my style is I'm more of a big mountain hunter. So that's why I kind of like this zone that I'm talking about. That's right. more south. Because when you go super far north, it's all just logged. And there are some big mountains up north, mm-hmm. too. But a lot of that stuff is just cut over really hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough tracking. And, you know, it, it just seems like – but, like, back to New Hampshire, that's what hurts Vermont, I feel like, in that kind of zone. Big mountains, whatever. We only have, like, a little tiny bit. Right. Where you go over right. to New Hampshire, it's just – a lot bigger yeah and, and then there's a lot more oak in new hampshire i've noticed oh interesting dude, a lot more oak new hampshire has everything dude they, oh, have, yeah. they have berries everywhere they have oaks everywhere yep brown i mean dude they have everything as, as far as what i've seen over there like it's it's a whole different world whole different ball game Never been. It, there's at not least a, just, at least a part that i was in there's not a lot of deer in in the areas that I hunt, I actually think there's probably fewer deer in New Hampshire where I hunt than there is in Vermont. But there's some good ones. Yeah. And that's I, why I like it. Yeah. Dude, I was just going to say that. I was going to say there might not be as many, but nah, I can yeah, tell you this. There's, I, I can't say this for a fact because I don't know. But, like, from what I've witnessed, there's more mature bucks. There is. Yeah, there's more mature bucks in New Hampshire than there is. Yeah. Especially, you know – in the in that bigger stuff, the stuff that you could tell everyone, there's big bucks in, and they're still not going to hunt it. Yeah, because right. they can't. They're physically not able. And right. then guys, then you you only have a tiny little percentage of guys that are physically able that even have the skill to hunt it. Mm-hmm. So that's why right. it's like you can tell everybody and their brother, yeah, then go hunt the big mountains in New Hampshire. It's big bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still not going to hurt it. Yeah. No, I, something I'm just curious of, and like for anybody listening, like. I don't know if this is going to give away too much or not, but like when you say you found this band, yeah, like what what are you doing? Like how are you how are you looking at a map and being like, are you looking at a map? Or are you going to areas? Like yeah, what? going to areas. I mean, like especially in the summertime, in the spring, shed hunting. I've just recently got into shed hunting really hard. It's awesome. Um, last spring, I found thirteen antlers. So Did that, you really? Yeah. So before that, season. before that, I'd only found three in my life. So last year was like my big push. Right. I've been really like picking Connor's brain and stuff. And, yeah. and he's been, he pretty good. Oh, Sh- yeah. oh yeah. Connor's top notch shed hunter. So I, mean, I wish he was here. I would love to learn, yeah. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's in the woods right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably in the woods shed hunting right now while we're with, talking. With a headlamp. Yeah. The guy's a savage. I say that all the time. People don't believe me. He's he is. Um, oh, yeah, what a season he had, huh? Oh, Not yeah, to get off topic. He's a but. freaking animal, yeah. But, um, you know, he's got the time and he's got the skill, mm-hmm. and that's what yeah. that's what matters. Yeah. So, but, yeah, back to back to what you said, I, I've i just covered a lot of that ground. You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen it. Uh, I've put my boots on it, you know, and I've, I kind of have a good idea. I've always been super nomadic. Yep. Like, in my – the way I hunt, I've yeah. always just wandered yeah. like crazy. Um, you know, I might not hunt the same ridge twice in a year. Uh, and I think that's really helped me feel out things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but I have like a really good like meter of like, okay, what's good and what's not. Because Definitely. you've seen so much. Because I've seen so much of it. Mm-hmm. I've seen what's good, what's seen, what's not. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how I've found that band. But I think the the band I'm talking about is more or less just the bigger mountains 
Okay. You know, you know it, that's what it is. It's gotcha. the big stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hmm. right around, like, the county that I live in, yep. there's a lot of big mountains. And then oh, yeah. you go straight over to New Hampshire, you go a little, a little farther north, there's a lot of big mountains. And yeah. You come over here a little north, there's a lot of big mountains. It's hmm. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and me and Corey have talked a lot, too, about how, I mean, just like you said, man, I mean, getting an eye for certain woods that you like the good woods as rodney elmer would say which oh, yeah. you know i love that it's it's what it is it's good woods yeah um, but also just crossing out the stuff that you're not going back to yep. not anytime soon anyways unless the buck track brings in there but yeah that's a huge part and i'm funny too like i'll go into a piece of woods and i'll just hate it and maybe yeah. the next year i'll hear somebody shoots a 224 inch well i hated it so i don't care <laughs> but, but yeah. it's, it's so you funny know? that like what it does for you when you're in a piece of woods where you're just like oh, dude i know i know i know there's a buck in here that i want to go kill and like what that does for your confidence while you're hunting oh yeah second to none dude like you need that when you're when you're out i just there. usually want to slap a camera well, in there well that's just yeah, like right. where i killed my buck this year the first time i went there i'm like Dude, I like I like this piece of woods. Like mm-hmm. this is beautiful. Yeah. And then the next time I go in there, I kill a buck. So yeah. like, I, I really haven't used my camera as much for doing a ton of scouting. I just love seeing who's sneaking around in so there. So do you run quite a few? No. Yeah. Now, I would say if I have five out yeah. in the big woods, yeah. that's that's a lot for me. And they're so spread out that there's never going to be any sort of no like building. Mix, yeah. Yeah. I just like to put them on a scrape if I come across one or whatever. And yeah. Yeah, I like to. I run a. I run a pile of them. I probably have close to thirty of them out right now, oh, yeah. awesome. and um, spread out between Mass, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I don't have any in New York right now, but I plan to. Uh, and you know what I like to do is I like to find those really big community scrapes, mm-hmm. the ones that you can just you just know when you see them. Oh, oh, they're perennial, gosh. man. They're coming yeah, back they're year coming after back year. year after year. And I, and I I've. You know, I think back, I don't think I've ever killed a buck because of a camera. You know, like, I always, I just, I'm looking for genetics. Like, mm-hmm. genetics more than anything. Like, if if I find a ridge in, let's say, New Hampshire, yep. and I've never been there, I scout it, find a really big community scrape that, you know, I think could be really productive in the fall. I'll slap a camera up on it in August. Yep. Maybe I'll never even hunt that area. Come back in the spring. I'll check it. And if it's got crappy looking bucks on it and, you know, maybe some older bucks that just still just really just don't look like they're really mm. anything I'm really impressed with, I won't go back. But I will find areas where it's like, oh, my gosh, it's 125-inch three-year-old. Like, right. It's a young buck, big rack. Whoa. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. good snacks. Yeah. That's yeah. really – I mean, that, that's interesting you say it because I haven't really heard anybody, like, talk about that before. Four, I guess, like in the big woods, because most people are out like after this buck or this buck when they yeah. when they see it on camera. So it's interesting you say like you're looking for. Okay, I'm not looking for this specific buck, but I'm looking for a good a variety of, of yeah. you know, like yeah. you just said. Yeah, I think just, that's cool because I haven't heard a lot of people say that before, honestly. Yeah, and I, and I've said it on another podcast before too. Is but I'm looking for. Um, I'm 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 not looking for. I'm looking at the record keeping that's been done for mm. antler scoring mm-hmm. uh you know like what it, new hampshire vermont uh northeast big buck club and it'll tell you the counties that the bucks come out of right and you'll notice trends some counties produce more bigger antlered bucks than the others sure so it's not hard in my mind to go okay right. well this this county produced nine record book deer last mm-hmm. year and then all the other counties produced one or two yeah 
I'm going to check out that county that produced nine. Sure. Right. And usually there's a really good reason why that county produced nine. Mm-hmm. And it's usually either there's a ton of public land or some big gnarly mountains. Right. And ground that makes bucks old. Because in the Northeast, deer need one thing to get big, and that's age. Yes. Yes. So, you know, you're not going to kill a lot of 140-inch two-year-olds in the Northeast. No. So you got to find areas where they're going to get old. Yeah. Well, I mean, then that's just like in the Adirondacks, you're like, people are like, how, how, and even me for them, like when I first, when we first saw this, I'm like, how the hell are these bucks getting so big? Like, how are the, how are these bucks with, I mean, poor nutrition really in the Adirondacks, how are they getting so big? And it's exactly that. It's age structure because they're getting so old. Yeah. When I was a kid, anytime I saw a real big, big buck, um, it was usually one of my dad's friends or a family or something like that. And it was always from up North. Yeah. You know, it was always buck mm-hmm. shot out of camp. And yeah. It's because they, you know, they had H. I was used to shoot, you know, seeing Southern Zone rifle open guys are just stacking up the four pointers. So when a buck came down from up north, it was like, holy crap, yeah, look man. at the size of that thing. Yep. One thing, one thing I am uh, so jealous of, like, I don't know why that made me think of it, is like people who, like, obviously, like you, like, you grew up in the big woods, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, ever since you were young, you were in, you were in the big woods. Like, dude, I wish I could have had that experience no, when I was. I didn't start until you know, I was 29. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean I, hunting, hunting up there, and there's it's a, it's a it's a big learning curve. So to the the younger you can start, the better. Yeah, so like from my house, I could hunt uh, basically anywhere, um, like just right from my house. Right, and, and the woods were decent sized, mm-hmm. but we were ten minute drive from fifty thousand acres. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's rows. awesome. Yeah, well, well it's funny. This is, I mean, this is the house that I grew up in. It's a different house, but same yep. spot that I grew up in. I mean, the Adirondacks are. 15 20 minutes from here <laughs> we right just i road, mean yeah. i mean like i said i was fishing and cory hunted but we didn't get into it until last couple of years or whatever yeah yeah but. best thing best thing that ever happened to us you know we've got to yeah. meet a lot of great people on the way man when we were just yeah. bow hunting and screwing around on the farm ground like i don't know we didn't re- yeah this has brought it. We got to meet you at Huntstock, dude. It was yeah. the first time I ever shook your hand, and you were super nice. You had your you had your book out with oh, all those yeah. cool pictures in it, man. Yeah, yeah. just cool to hear all. all I mean, we got to see Hell Blood for the first time, and just see you know the first person we walked in and saw was Hal standing there. So it's just been a really it, nice change. And there's like a real core group of guys. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. talk to a lot of people, and. Uh, it's like they can't talk the talk, so to speak. Like they're trying to tell you about how they've hunted the big woods, and then they get tired, and you're like, "Nah, I mean, you, you've done it. You might have been there a time or two, but then you talk to guys that are, you know, have done a lot of buck killing over the years, and it's yeah. like you could just stand there and be enamored for hours." It, yeah, it's so weird. It's like almost like almost like when we got into like this whole big woods thing and like fell in love with it. It was like. It's like, it's meant to be. This is what we're supposed to do. Like, these are the yep. people we're mm-hmm. supposed to be around. We're meeting people like you. You know, we're meeting people like Brett and all those yeah. other guys. And it's just like. You just have context, too, dude. Like, if hey, if you're ever up here and you need to crash or something, like, you know us now, man. Oh, yeah. And I assume it's the same for all of us with the guys we meet going forward. Just to detect you, like, hey, dude, snow in Vermont. It's freaking dry as a bone over here. Yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. So well, cool. actually, I meant to, now you say that, I meant to ask you, how do you know uh, Kevin Stone? So we kind of just met through social media. Oh, really? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because I saw the video Kevin's and I was like, cool. how, does, how does he know them? Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't know if it was through Huntstock or whatever. No, no, just like social media pretty much. And actually, he reached out to me a couple of years ago when he was starting his YouTube stuff. And he mm-hmm. just kind of had some questions and stuff. And and uh, he's a good buddy of mine now. So Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, I haven't personally met him, but he seems like a good dude. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like kind of he fairly does. local to this, right? 
Not too no. terribly far? No, he's, no? he's a ways away from Oh, here. he is. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's more west of here. And uh, he. it's funny. Him and his dad, they're like the real deal. Like his dad lives off-grid. Oh, wow. Like, really? Yeah, real deal. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh yeah, wow. they've killed they've killed a lot of nice bucks. Yeah, he's. I'm definitely interested in getting him on here at he, some point. Definitely. Too. Yeah, he is a really good woodsman, and his dad's a really good woodsman. They're chasing the rabbits, dude. Like crazy I I, right re- now. I respect yeah. a good woodsman, yep. even if you aren't that great of a hunter. I mean, but yep. I mean that kind of falls into the woodsman thing. But it like, does, dude, yeah. when you have good woodsman skills, dude, I am mm-hmm. just so enthralled by that because yeah. you know I'm just like, how long and what have you seen to get to that point? Right. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, like you, you look at like some people go out there and you're like, dude, that's crazy. You look at the people who are building their own off, like you just said, off grid cabins and stuff. And I'm like, well, they usually have flannel shirts that are like absolutely just faded <laughs> yeah, to nothing. Right. They got cabin right, hands got, like sausages. we got it. We got a little work to do here, Brad. Oh yeah, no, I got all this thing's like brand new. Yeah. I gotta go rolling some sawdust or something. But Kevin posted a video this this season of him shooting a real nice buck and you can like he kind of zooms in on his gopro oh, yeah. you see the buck sneaking up through oh freaking fires me yeah, up man I, you know that every yeah. guy that's tracked a bucket snow could picture that exact uh-huh. how it's all going down that was awesome absolutely but what do we got for time here doing pretty good hour 42 what do you think damn dude you're gonna be our longest podcast by far i, I told think. you i can talk all Hold, night no that's so, great yeah, yeah. that's great we'll probably, uh, just like tracking buck through the mountains time just went by that's it it was yeah. just easy easy flowing conversation that's yeah all. i like that yeah um do you have anything to add though before we wrap it up either of you uh, guys i think i'd like to add real quick just to mention uh we're going to be starting a northwoods whitetails yeah, podcast absolutely plug that yeah, yeah so that's going to be kind of the new thing we're doing and yeah. Who's who's gonna be yeah, doing that? Yeah, who's gonna be uh, that? Joey Davis and myself. Sweet. We'll be the hosts of it, and we're awesome. gonna be kind of traveling around and, you know, interviewing different hunters. We're gonna do a lot of in-house stuff too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Like we'll do some roundtable discussions between you know, the guys uh, with Northwoods Whitetails. Sweet and, dude. Dude, you know, can't wait. That I always, that pumps I me always, too. I mean, that last video that you guys came out with was awesome. That was yeah. it, Hunter's Life, I think it was called. Yeah, or Tracker's Life. Or Tracker's or Life. Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a really cool video. I yeah. like that a lot. I like that so. you're doing the in house thing too, because a lot of times we feel like people probably don't want really want to just listen to us talk but we have some of our most fun conversations just talking amongst us mm-hmm. guys and it's probably not relevant to a lot of people but yeah. it's still something to listen to and the same for you guys like yeah. even when you run out of something to talk about for some particular topic or you've talked to a lot of guys dude we look forward to just hearing you guys bullshit on right you know on the podcast yeah. exactly and the same goes for you guys people would want to listen to that yeah right. so i do well, it's relatable man podcasts. when you're you know it's yeah. that stuff's relatable for people who, you know, don't have, like, we're fortunate, man. I mean, I guess yeah. not fortunate because we just kind of did this thing on a whim. But, like, we can, like, put this out there to people. Right. And, like, other people don't do that. And when they hear, like, just your friends and you sitting around talking, they're like, damn, dude, that's the same thing we do on a Saturday night with the boys. Just yeah. drinking right. beers, talking yep. about stories, and killing bucks. And there's not enough of it out there, honestly. No. There's no. really not. People are starving for it. And that's why I think, you know, do your internal podcasts, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do because at the end of the day, there's really there's not much out there. No, right. There's not. I'm gonna listen to this podcast just to have something to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just there's only so many serious woodsmen slash trackers in the Northeast that want anything to do with media. Right. That that's that's so true. Dude. It's the truth, yeah. man. Yeah. Because usually 
Woodsman slash good tracker is anti media. Right. They want nothing to do with media. 100%. So like you guys, right. the door's wide open right. for you boys. Which like, which I also I'll say this. I do get their a lot of people's perspective on that. Like not wanting to have anything oh, to do yeah. with this. I yeah. I hundred percent get that. And sometimes yeah. I even feel like eh, like are we doing the right thing? But like I I mean obviously I love what we're doing, but I do get their perspective on so not wanting that. My whole my thinking on that is I want to inspire guys to get into it because I don't hundred percent I don't want this thing to die, man. Because 100%. I think the level of entry into tracking is it's so hard to just be like, let's say, forty five years old and start tracking. Oh, yeah. And you've never You're done it prime. before. Well, not just that. You just it's just such a hard thing. Sure. And, and there's you, so much to learn. If, yeah, if you don't have something like these podcasts or YouTube videos, something to, you know, inspire you or teach mm-hmm. you. Right. Shorten you know, that learning curve. Way, way. Yeah. Dude, yeah. and take a hundred guys. Take a hundred guys. About ten of them are gonna make it up on the mountain, like on a yeah. consistent basis, maybe yeah. even ten. And the other thing too is that I know a lot of guys, we, you know, we are always careful about talking about where we hunt and we'll give some generics like Western Adirondacks, mm-hmm. Northern Adirondacks. But like at the end of the day, I've never been cut off in the Adirondacks. I've never had an argument Weird. with nobody in a parking lot about where we're going to hunt for the day. Like no. it's just not going to happen. I've walked in with guys before, you know, shot the breeze with them real quick. They're always super friendly. They're always willing to share information. Yep. Like nobody's going to keep that tight lipped about more. And they no. might not tell you the biggest buck they got on camera, but we all share information. And at the end of the day, I never run into those guys. Yeah. I know again in the woods. One of the things I've noticed over the years is guys that hunt big woods are usually the nicest people. Mm-hmm. They Dude, get it. I said this on the, on our first podcast after hunt sock. I was like, there's a group of how many people at hunt sock? I don't know. I mean, thousand? Dude, it was, it was huge, yeah, right? Thousand, I think. Did you look at the ground at all at Huntstock? Dude, there's not a piece of garbage. It was all clean. On the ground. Yeah. It was all clean. I said there was no fights. Yeah. Everybody was good. Dude, everybody was just there having a good time. Yeah. And it's like, it was like that northeast hunting culture, dude. Yeah. It was yeah. like there's something just so special to it and special about it, man. There is, yeah, there is. You know, even 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 the women in our lives, dude. Like they never give us a hard time about this, and like at least on our side of things, like yeah. they they get it, dude. Like they know we're straight up obsessed with this stuff, and they're just like, yeah, do, <laughs> yeah. do you? Like yeah. it's better than you, you know, can be being doing in a drugs lot worse and alcohol. Things, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they love it. Uh, there was something else I wanted to mention real quick. Oh. It, I always try to find the, find the silver lining in guys being in the woods, too. Like, hey, man, get in here and stir these deer up a little bit because I'm sick of mm-hmm. not seeing anything. Like, yeah. go kick them up out of that swamp. You're going that swamp? Beautiful because I think they're all Absolutely, hanging in there. Absolutely, dude. When people <laughs> – dude, I can talk all God, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, me too. Um, <laughs> Uh, like when people get all bent out of shape, they're like, oh, so-and-so's in here. This guy I've hunted here for – like, dude, who cares, man? Who cares? Like – you don't know that could work to your favor that day. You have no idea. Like that day that we went up to a particular mountain, we hunt all that time, all the <laughs> time. Ran into a guy in the parking lot. Brad's like, "Hey, we're going here, here, and here." And this guy and I basically just worked a ridge side by side. Vermonter, from yeah, Vermonter. Yep. Let me say something. You Vermonters are persistent. You guys, you guys <laughs> yeah. are everywhere. You guys oh, are yeah. everywhere. You really are. You guys are killers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I tried to sneak into a spot two years ago. I thought I was going to have all to myself. I got in there. There was eight Vermont plates all the way <laughs> yeah. there. I was like, come on, Dude, man. I, yeah. whenever, I see, whenever I see another truck or, like, at least a line of trucks, there's always a Vermonter in there. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You guys you guys travel everywhere, and you guys are and they're killers. Good, they're good and you're good hunters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know why Vermonters are good deer hunters like that, but, like, I hear it from everyone. Like It's just so you rural. Are. It's a rural state. Guess, it's got to have one of the lowest populations in the country. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, like 600,000. 
I, but like, yeah. oh my god! I, like I know, I know the Adirondack hunting thing is like so deeply ingrained, like like heritage wise and stuff. But like, there's something special to like the Vermont heritage too of Definitely. deer hunting. I think like, they're, they're one and the yeah. same, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, the, yeah, yeah, a lot just, of them were yeah, born out I of guess. logging camps. A lot of Ad- like Adirondack camps. A lot of those were born out of logging camps, and those guys were all good deer hunters when they had you know yeah, downtime. And yeah, a lot of the names. Uh, yeah, exactly. And a lot of the names for different things, like when I think of uh, Adams Camp up there, like a lot yeah. of the names that he cites off. Well, those are old. Irving Tissue camps. Oh, okay. Like numbered camps and stuff. Yep. So, you know, that's what it's, and it's no different. They, they logged in Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. I also love how they say Vermont. Yeah, Whatever. Vermont, yeah. They're all from Vermont. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'll end it on one last story here, unless you have anything else to say. It won't good. be his last time on. So, he'll yeah, get you're it. coming yeah, no, on again yeah. because <laughs> we'll get, I want to get Corey in here too and Adam oh, next God, time. Yeah. Because yeah, I'd love sure. to talk to you. But, um, I went to, we went to Mass and we've been hunting this spot for probably two years or whatever. Not too much traffic. There's usually this one other. Uh, literally every time Corey and I went there, there was just one other Vermonter there. I think it was lat two seasons ago. I pull up. It was when we went that day. Yeah, and not it was, the, not this past season. This season past, before, right? And it was a crunch day. Mm-hmm. I have and, a question, real quick. Is it a really big mountain, or is um, it like a decent mountain? Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's a really big mountain. Okay. Uh, no, no. We'll okay. talk about it afterwards. <laughs> right, I think yeah. I know what you're referring to. Yeah. It was not that mountain. Oh, okay, no, right. no, no. It wasn't. Okay. I'll all right. say it. All right. Okay, sure. <laughs> Is right. that what you were thinking? Yeah. Okay. Um, but we went in there. Dude, I drove down this road, and I looked down the road, and I literally, I'm not joking, 12 Vermont trucks. And I've oh, never yeah. seen another truck on there. 12 Vermont trucks just lined up down the road, and I'm like, what is going on right now? I'm like... <laughs> What the hell is going? Why is why are they here? The Green Army. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I can't get past the fact you just said <laughs> in the podcast. Now everybody's gonna be all fired up about it. Well, you Everybody. can believe it. You can believe that too. <laughs> I'll believe it. I'll yeah, believe it. Bleep the it was first that, one. Bleep, what does Lee Lippy always said? It was the Babylon Brook Road or no? <laughs> no <laughs> Lo- Lost Brook or something. No, it's something. Yeah. something. Forgotten Brook. Forgotten <laughs> yeah, Brooke. sure. Forgotten Brook. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, Isaac, thanks, dude. We're yeah, going to talk more once we turn dude, the bikes seriously, off. Seriously, yeah, sure. appreciate you uh, coming over here and yeah, doing this Yeah, it's been great. Us. Definitely yeah, be another one fun. in the future. That's all there yeah, is to yeah. do on a January night when we just think about deer hunting. Yep. That's right. Everyone go uh, check out what Northwoods Whitetails uh, has going on and uh, go give Adirondack Bucks and Beyond a like and follow on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And uh, we'll catch I, you guys next time. And Isaac's Brad. got a channel too, quick. Oh, yeah. and and Isaac's own channel. Too, yeah, my, obviously my channel too. Yeah. yeah. So there's gonna be, I got some stuff coming out of my channel too. That I have the four days that I was in the Adirondacks this year. I kind of compiled that all. Oh, sweet. I'm, I'm gonna make sweet. a video out of that. Beautiful. I should have killed two bucks over here this year. <laughs> yeah. Did you get footage? I guess I won't give it away. Did, did you? Yeah, I got footage of it all. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. So, it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Isaac Young, everybody. Yeah.